I must have done something right because two weeks in a row now, Big Duke gets to do the intro to the podcast. Happy New Year, everybody. Big Duke here, one-third member of the Hogsman. And coming up next are two guys who like to call it in the ring and in the bedroom. I'm talking about my two good brothers, Mike Camden and Devin Sparks. So open up your ears and listen to the knowledge and stories that these two men will drop upon you. It's time for the podcast. From the land of 2021 to just north of the border, strong style meets street style right here on this podcast, because you're listening to the Osaka Saint, the Saitama Superstar, the Mad Titan of Tokyo, the American Kaiju, but double your pleasure, double your fun, because right now you get two Hogsmen for the price of one. He's the hombre with no nombre, mi hermano from another mamo. He's the world's greatest Rudo, El Numero Uno. That's right. You're listening to two of the three Hogsmen. Big Duke. Couldn't make it this week. Said he'll be here next week. Dev, next week, cross your fingers. They're crossed, buddy. Uh, But it's Tuesday night, and it is January uh, 5th. Yeah, that's it. 2021. Cinco. A new year. New year, new you, Dev. Doesn't feel like it. No. Actually, it doesn't. <laughs> it feels like everything is just kind of washed over from 2020 to 21 already. That's right. Uh, and then here's a something I just read uh, before you guys got here. Please say something good. No, it's not good. Okay. Uh, Dr. Dre oh, had a brain aneurysm, and he's in ICU right now. Criti- I'm, I'm guessing that's pretty critical, right? Yeah. I don't uh, so, yeah, this year starting off on a bad foot. Dr. Dre. <sighs> he said he was lucid, though, so... Oh, really? Like he was able to talk and whatnot. So I hope so, man. Yo, my my, my, my grandfather, I th- I'm pretty sure that's what he passed away from was a ba- an aneurysm, and it wasn't like that. It was one of those things where he had it, and then, like, a few weeks later, it, it, it you know, finished the job. It's, it's uh, yeah. I was gonna... Yeah, anyway, it's terrible. It's 2021... 2020 version 2. <laughs> version 1.0. Version 2.0. Dude, what happens, man? Yeah. I still remember the uh, first time I ever heard Dr. Dre. Ain't nothing but a G thing. I think I was in like seventh grade. Bro, so good. How much of your life was shaped by Dre? Like a your, lot. the soundtrack of your life. That like so much. When I first heard Ain't Nothing But a G thing, I was like, what is this? Because I, I really hadn't listened to gangster rap mm. prior to that. I don't I, I, I didn't I, I didn't know who NWA was. Remember, you know, I'm a white kid from, you know, Ramona out in the sticks. Flares, Steamboat. Um, so we didn't. I didn't know. I didn't know anything about NWA. Uh, and then, yeah, as soon as Dre came out with the Chronic, and then Snoop and Death Row and all that kind of so stuff, good. my life changed. I thought I was a gangster. You were a gangster. Big gangster. Heard stories. Um, yeah, man, that's 
pretty pretty terrible. He's uh, going through a, a a massive divorce right now too. Is he? Yeah, with his wife. She she asked for a shit ton of money, but the judge to. is like, "Nah, dog, chill out for a second. Really? Yeah. How do you even get away with that? I mean, I feel like at some point, once you're super rich, like, yeah, that's it. You can't you can't say no. You can't be like, I'm so rich now. Um, you get. Twenty thousand a year. She wanted like, uh, from what I read, I think it was like two mil a month. Well, he probably makes like ten mil. A well, month. yeah, he's a billionaire. That's like ashtray money for him. Yeah, but I mean, still, that's that's. I, it was for her her lifestyle. Here, here's what I don't get. Here's what I don't get. If someone is making, by the way, you just heard NPA on the mic. Um, not producer Adam. For those of you that aren't in the know, um, if you're making. Let's say ten mil a month, right? What's the difference between two mil and ten mil? Can you do you notice the difference between two mil? Because your spending habits probably haven't changed. You're probably spending the same amount a month at two million as you would ten million. Oh yeah, yeah. Uh, I mean, when you're rich, you're rich. But if and someone Dre is rich, rich. But if someone's making, let's call it fifty million a year, do you really have to be like, okay, listen, I get half of that. I get twenty five million a year, or could you be like, I can make it work on seven? Dude, <laughs> like, I can make on. it work on forty grand a year. <laughs> I know. <laughs> so, I that like that. You have to have that certain mindset where like the almighty dollar, you know, it just your penny pension. Like that. That's just all you all you think about is money, 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 money. Man, making money. It's crazy. Could you imagine uh, marrying a chick? You know, you're Dre. You marry your your wife, and uh, for the divorce, she's like. Dude, I could live off forty grand. Just give me forty, Dre. That's all I want. At that point, he's probably like, "All right, let's work this out." Dude, I'd pull that. Out. <laughs> let's work I, this out. I would out. pull that out of my pocket. I know, but like, he's. But at that point, he'd be like, "All right, let's work it out," because you're obviously like legit. <laughs> like whatever I said, I'm sorry. Yeah, man, that's kind of like uh, when uh, was it Linda Hogan and and the Hulkster when they had their divorce, and she took him for everything. Yeah. And it's like, I'm sorry, woman, but I didn't see you body slamming Andre. Yeah. I didn't see you destroy your body. I uh, mean, to be fair, he never bumped, but. <laughs> Hogan never bumped? Uh, not, not very often. Uh, I mean, you know, he's. he's In uh, Japan, he did, but those tapes don't exist. Protecting his, protecting himself. That's true. I know his hips are destroyed, right? Didn't he get like. His lower or? back. I was lower back. Lower back. It's from uh, that Andre thing, yeah. You know what's funny is, so they had the Legends Night last night on Raw. Yeah. And I didn't watch Did it. Did you get the call? Oh yeah, yeah, totally. Nice. I think I missed it. Um, the uh, but the, so it was a Legends Night. I heard like Hogan was there, Flair was there, right? Uh, you know, just a bunch of the, they do this what every year or every yeah, uh, you know every somewhere. so often, every pandemic, yeah. Um, and a lot of people were uh, once again. I read a lot of people were mad about it, and mm-hmm. uh, you know, a lot of like the wrestlers on the roster are mad about it or something like that. And it's like. You guys understand that they've been doing this for years, you know, bringing the legends back and putting them in the uh, the spotlight for the night. And it's like, this is just what they do, man. Like, you didn't know this before you signed the contract? You know, like... Yeah, I just, mean, I don't know. I, I guess it's probably because they were trying to watch Wrestle Kingdom and they couldn't. They had legends on the roster instead. Ah, yeah, That's yeah, That's what yeah. they were like. We just want to use the, the Tron for Le- Wrestle Kingdom. And Vince was like, what the fuck is that? <laughs> <laughs> it's kind of a big deal, Vince. It's like a major... Com- anyway... They're WrestleMania. Yeah, it looks like they're trying to. What are they setting up Goldberg and Drew McIntyre for yeah. uh, the Rumble? Yeah, I don't know how I feel about that. Hey, speaking of Wrestle Kingdom, did you hear this? A guy that I wrestled, really good friend of mine, Abushi. Abushi, yeah. He apparently has some kind of, I don't know, some some sort of success over in New Japan. Did you hear about that? Uh, he's he's doing okay. He's doing all right. He's doing okay. He pulled off an incredible Huracanrata. 
uh-huh. off the apron. Yeah. On who was it? Was it Tanahashi? Na- Naito. Naito? Did I ever tell you uh, about the time I wrestled him? Uh, yeah, and he shot uh, bottle rockets out you or something yeah, like that. Yeah, shot it right? in my ass. And then he did a moonsault off of a truck. He did. I caught him. Did you guys uh, see or hear about the crowd stuff with that show? It looked like it was full. The crowd was full. There was no social distancing. But here's the thing. Japanese officials made it that you could not make any noise with your mouth. Oh, that's Fuck cool. yeah. The entire cool. show was clapping and stomping. There that's you go. So other than that's all you need to do. But yeah, and they um, listen to him. That's what I'm saying. Do you, do you think that would happen here? Oh, the answer no. is no. <laughs> it doesn't no. matter where you go. That's hilarious. No one would do that here because how can you force that? That's great. I mean, why wouldn't they just get the little clappers? The you know what I would do? Oh, they did. If I was that promotion, I would just play. Uh, if you were New Japan, we will rock you. Oh, and yeah. All they do is just stomp and clap the whole time throughout the whole match. There you go. Fix it. Smart. Yeah, Fixed most, it. during most of their matches, it's quiet anyway, other than a couple of oohs and ahs. So it wasn't much different. You know, when there was clapping and stomping, but no audible noise. But, bro, yeah, I saw the video. I'm like, that place is fucking packed. And they just did, they almost, Japan just almost declared a state of emergency. Yeah, there was doubt there was going to be anyone allowed into the building. How could you imagine that being like, hey, by the way, we're declaring a state of emergency because of a, a, you know, a pandemic where too many of us are getting infected. Also, in the same breath, we're going to host a 50,000 person. Uh, event for two night event um, in the Tokyo Dome. Do you mind? And no talking. Yeah, no talking. I didn't get a harump out of that guy. <laughs> you guys ever seen Blazing Saddles? Incredible. Uh, Great movie. I haven't watched any Wrestle Kingdom except for like little like uh, clips on the uh, the interweb. Well, the, po- the point is, is that I, you know, I made a bushi a while ago, and he finally had his his day in the sun. So you're welcome. It's you're welcome. You gave him the rub. I gave him the rub. You gave him the rub. You know, it's uh, I don't want to say it was all because of me, but it, I should I should take some credit. Well, since then he's been to WWE, he and now he's uh, a champion of New Japan. So it's it's uh, almost it's, like it was fate. After it's not like you. it was a coincidence. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Yep. Yep. You know, there's there's things called cause and effect, and yep. uh, I caused his success. Mm-hmm. And effectually, he's now the champion of New Japan. Two, two champions. He's uh, intercontinental and uh, just Boom. heavyweight. Boom. That's all it is. It all adds up. You're making a very good, valid hey, point. Hey, everything's coming up, Millhouse. Right now, what you're saying is more credible than the election fraud theory that Trump <laughs> is, is trying to go on. Did you see that vi- the uh, the phone call? Oh, yeah, I heard it. Holy shit. I tried to send it to Adam. He's like, I don't want to do that. I don't want to listen to it. I've already heard enough Trump. I'm like, hey, listen, Adam, virtue signal received, bro. <laughs> <laughs> I got you. You don't want to hear it. But uh, that was a crazy fucking, yeah, that was, was a funny. crazy, bit. like, you talk about uh, That's the Watergate like, tapes. It, it's Nixon. It's worse. It's yeah. so much worse. It's, it's. Uh, I mean, this guy, if, if there's ever a, a suitable name for Teflon Dawn, that guy straight up will say that that phone call is out right now. Yeah. And he's just like, whatever, That's whatever. The point. That's why when he sends what it to me, Devin call? sends it to me and I'm like, nothing's going to happen. Nothing. But at nothing's going to get gonna, the entertainment out. There's no entertain. There's nothing entertaining. About That's this fucking entertaining. You weren't I, entertained. Were you entertained, Mike? Entertain well, yeah, but I didn't listen because it was like an hour phone right. call. But yeah. you, they have clips where they break down right, just right, the right. important shit. Like so I, I laughed that. my ass off. It it's was funny. hilarious. It was funny as hell. It's it, it just like the uh, 
I mean, the balls on that guy is just well, amazing. It, it's like this. Have you ever called someone on speakerphone to, to get a rise out of your friends? Like, yo, like, check this out. Like, I'm Oh, gonna, we used to I, do prank I, calls like that. I have done that all the time. I'm not even talking about prank calls. I'm just like, oh, yeah, my mom's fucking crazy. Watch this. And I'll put her on the phone. And I'll be like, okay, watch um, watch, watch what happens when I bring up the word blue. Something stupid. You know, and then you go, hey, mom, uh, I went to the store today. I saw a blue shirt. She's like, holy shit, have I ever told you the story? And then you look at your friends you're like, yup, yup, what I tell you? That's what happened with this fucking tape was it like it was just one of those things where you press record and I there's someone in the background like hey check this out see what happens when I call Trump's call Trump's call listen what he says that's the funny too is they they nailed it they don't know who leaked it which that's kind of interesting it was Trump I mean it probably was probably was he's like look they're gonna see how uh, they're gonna see how uh, fraudulent this guy is (laughs) they're gonna know what he's up to and he just has no sense of what's going on in the world whatsoever yeah but uh, very interesting, very funny to me. New Year's, yeah. New Year's night. I uh, very quiet. Yeah. How about you? Uh, yeah. Read a book. My wife fell asleep at like ten, and I read a book until eleven fifty-eight, and fell asleep, and then woke up at twelve o two. Sick. Yep. That's the kaiju for you, Adam. What about you? Uh, New Year's night. New Year's Eve. I didn't do anything. Uh, I live in a place where. I want to say the people are big fans of NASCAR. 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 So at about 12 o'clock, and I heard South. what could have been either fireworks, shotguns, bombs, dealer's choice. Yeah, they're partying. Yeah, they're partying. They were having a great time. They were playing their country music and going crazy. Hey, save a horse, ride a cowboy. And then New Year's Day, I, I hung say. out with this idiot. <laughs> we watched uh, college football. I love college uh, football. I love bowl season, man. I I love I love, I could I could get into any sport. I really could. I could get into any sport. I just love competition. So when it comes down to bowl season, I know every year people go, ah, it's so stupid. Everyone gets a bowl game. I'm like, that's great. That's fantastic. Because mm-hmm. you know why? Like, there's, you have one winner at the end of the year of 200 schools. What else are you going to do with these other schools that were highly competitive? You know what I mean? Whether they were in the SEC or the... Mountain West, you know, if they're competitive, they're competitive. It's not their fault. They're strapped with the fucking division they're in or the conference they're in. You know so, how I feel about college football? Uh, I, I don't give a fuck. I figured. I don't figured. give a fuck. I, uh, there's only two times I've cared about college football and one when I was really young and played Pop Warner football and we would go watch the Aztecs when they had Mar- Marshall Falk as the running back. Oh, you were there when the Rock stormed the field and beat up the Aztec. I wasn't there. Um, I mean, that was the same time. Oh, yeah. Well, dude, I was eight. I was eight or ten. I hey. don't remember. The Rock. Hey, virtue signal received. All right. And then uh, the second time was when I was around, like, I don't know, 19, 20 years old and watching Michael Vick play for Virginia Tech. Dang. That's the only time I cared about college football. He came here to play ball? No, I watched him on TV. Oh, I thought you should have been a Charger. They passed on him. For who? LT? Yeah, LeJane Thomas. I mean, that's probably a good move. How many Super Bowls did they win? Matt, how many did Vic win? Interesting uh, received. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I loved watching Vic. Um, Vic was Vic was a G. Vic uh, it's was real, amazing. It's awesome watching uh, Lamar Jackson though. Like as as good as Vic was, like I mean he he broke the mold, but like watching Lamar is insane. Have you ever watched a Lamar Jackson game? Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah. It's good. silly. It, it's like Tech Mobile. Like the guy just runs around, does spins and circles, and. It, I love it. I love it. I, I love watching someone completely change the way that you have to play a defense in yeah. the NFL. Well, he, he changed that position. 
Yeah. I mean, there was a slightly racist attitude towards uh, you know, African American quarterbacks. Yeah. Uh you know, in in the NFL way back. Uh, you know, you had still the, no, even still there is. Eh, I mean, I think it's uh, you look at the quarterbacks now on the NFL. You got a lot of African that doesn't mean that the, doesn't mean that the the stigma's not there. But it's going away. Don't ask for change overnight. Ask for change over time. It's not. There's a big thing this year. Uh, who was it? The Adam, you would know who who was it that got called out. Hold on, Dwayne Haskins so got wait called a out. Go ahead. I'm gonna, I'm gonna, you're, we agree that there there was a racist thought process with right. African American right. quarterbacks back in the day. Yes. Now look at the NFL right now. Yeah. How many quarterbacks are are African American that are that are starters? I'm not saying that they're not starters. I'm saying that the stigma is still there surrounding it. There's but, still there's still, in the media. There's still people commenting on. Well, fuck, fuck whatever people think. I'm talking about the head it's, coaches, it's the general managers. Anyway. Those those are who are important. Whatever yeah. Joe Blow thinks out in fucking Wisconsin or wherever. Hey, everyone voted for him. It for doesn't. President, it, doesn't Joe Blow. it doesn't matter what that guy thinks. Yeah. It's what it's it's the people that are hiring in the NFL and drafting and and giving these people you know the positions. That's that's who you should care about. Got it. But anyways, um, yeah, man, Michael Vick just. I mean, you had you, like I said, you had Warren Moon, you had Randall Cunningham, one of my favorite players back when I was a kid. Um, I'm not sure. Like, was it uh, Cordell Stewart? Was kind of like back in the day, late '90s. Yeah, and then, and then who was next? Vince Young, I guess. I don't know, but Michael Vick came into the NFL yeah. and said, "Watch this." Yeah, yeah. Vin- <laughs> he was sick. Yeah, you ain't never seen nobody run like that on the no. field. He was like Bo Jackson in Tech Mobile. Well, that's and and that's why I'm saying now, uh, as crazy as Vic was, Lamar is that much faster. He's got that much more agility. Mm-hmm. He's fucking insane. Well, you look at all these 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 uh, these quarterbacks. I mean, who's that cat for the Cardinals? The, uh, Arizona. Alan Murray. Kid's sick. Um, who's that kid for the Eagles the other night? Uh, Jalen Hurts. Jalen Hurts. He he look he was looking good until they benched him in the fourth until quarter. Until they benched him and they just decided to. What throw do you the okay? Game. What do you think about that? So uh, for I anyone who's listening, if, whether you listen to watch football or not, here's what happened. Uh, the New York Giants were on pace to claim the NFC East championship. The Washington football team needed to win to take the throne, essentially. The Philadelphia Eagles were playing the Washington football team and were very close to making a comeback to beat them. They, they were touchdown down. They were touchdown down. They pulled their starting quarterback to put in their backups. After they went for it on fourth and four at the goal line. Right, but they pulled their starting quarterback... Uh, put in a backup who's ter- not even the backup. He's like a third string, twenty-seven-year-old backup, twenty-seven-year-old third-string backup, and he did not do to well. finish. Oh, but it was a complete tank job. The the the, the, the fourth quarter of that game was like watching it was a fucking circus. Pop Warner it was bullshit. Yeah. So, uh, is there a legitimate? Um, I don't know. Is there something that can be done to the league if you're the Giants and and you're like, dude? we have a complaint about it can you is there some kind of formal complaint that can be lodged about a team tanking like could a team do that every game like hey we're only putting our third stringers in could you prove that they tank the game i think you can the problem it's you can't prove tanking well what like okay so what about the instance where pittsburgh rested all their stars when they played the browns like if the browns needed to win and get into but they faced the second stringers of the steelers so what what you're thinking what you're saying is the eagles fucked over the giants the Eagles fucked over the Giants. Yeah. No, there's a chance they could have lost that game fair and square. I don't think they would have lost, to be honest with uh, you. You know, I, I that game was obviously tanked. Like they, you know, the Eagles threw that game at the at the very end. 
but they have a reason. They want they want the draft picks, right? They they got moved up uh, what three spots? Like right. From ninth to six or something like <laughs> that. Which makes sense. It, it, I mean, if I was the coach and I was, um, they're like, hey, if I got the call from upstairs, hey, we're gonna get a, we're, you're here next year, by the way, <laughs> but we're gonna get three spots higher in the draft. Can you please just take the guy? I'm like, yeah, you're out. But then here. that's the argument where you ask someone, are you for or against tanking? Because in the NBA, they do that shit all the time. Yeah, they just throw out a shitty team. They're like, no, this is our team, and then they lose. But the NBA has a lottery. So if you're the worst team, you don't necessarily get the first pick. Yeah. But in football, it's like you very rarely see it. But, you know, at the same time, like I'm of the mindset that if my team is average or below that, I'd rather them get a lower pick, get a better player and get better quicker than be somewhere in the middle and maybe get somebody good. Yeah. And plus, it ain't the it ain't the Eagles job to help the Giants out. It ain't their job. You know what the Giants should have done? Should have won more games. I got you. No, I get, I get that. Let me ask you this, though. Let's say that real life works that way. Let's just say real life works. It for, does. <laughs> for, no, no. For whatever reason, for whatever reason, let's just say real life works like the NFL. And your company, right, the company you work for, let's say you're in sales or some shit and you're a salesman. You're making all these sales. And the company goes, you know what, though? We're really trying to hire this guy at the end of the year. But uh, if we get too many sales, he's not going to sign with us because he wants to be the like the big shot star. So what we're going to do... Mike, listen, I know you're excited about all these sales and trying to hit bonus. We're going to slow down. We're not going to accept any more sales <laughs> because we really want to hire this guy who needs to make more sales. Like if real life worked like that, you'd be fucking furious. Just like some of these people who are, you know, who are working like off of bonuses in the NFL. Like, oh, if I get a certain amount of snaps, certain amount of catches, like there was a couple game in the, in the last game of the year, there's a couple guys who made their catch that put them over bonus and they celebrated on the field. There was, was it uh, Emmanuel Sanders? Am I thinking about with Breeze? Yeah, Emmanuel Sanders, 88 catches. If he got 88 catches on the year, it bumped him up to another threshold. And he got like a million dollar bonus, right? Mm-hmm. But you're fucking with people's money. You're fucking with people's livelihood. Like, uh, I, I just think it's, I just think that kind of stuff. There is- was a thing in Seattle this week. I don't know if you saw that, but uh, they were running out the clock and there's a, one of the receivers, there was a clause in his contract. If he got one more catch, he'd make like an extra 40 grand. So they called a knee and Wilson audible to get him a little touch pass. Oh, he'd nice. get the catch or he'd make an extra 40 grand. So right. it's that kind of stuff. Like, and this is not like one of the like good receivers. It's like one of the right, third right, right. stringers. So it's that kind of stuff. You're like, all right, well that was cool. Like he just helped this boy out, get, make some extra money, you know? Yeah. Uh, I don't know, man. I don't know. I, don't know I, I would just the, think if I'm a professional, I would, I would think if I'm, if I'm a professional player, I'd be fucking annoyed. No, it's actually pretty for that team working for that team. I'd be like, dude, really? Come on. I was watching a documentary, uh, called like ice guardians on Netflix. It's about, uh, enforcers in the NHL. Oh, sick. And you know, the NHL is kind of, uh, trying to, to move away from enforcers on their, on, on was the it ice. all domey? Uh, no, but, uh, it was funny cause a lot of these enforcers, you know, uh, if anybody doesn't know about hockey, uh, enforcers are the guy, they're the police for your team. Um, if somebody's taking your star player and, uh, checking them or, 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 or kind of tossing them around on the, on the ice, they send out the enforcer. The enforcer kind of sets that guy straight, and then uh, you go about the game. These guys are literally not good at hockey at all. They're literally just there to hit you. Well, they're, they're guys that's may, but they might be on the tail end of their career. Yeah. Uh, they might just be a tough-ass guy that can skate and handle the puck a little bit. Um, you know, but they're necessary. They're very necessary. And so uh, this, um, they're, uh, they were talking about how some of these enforcers that they're coming from the uh, the minor leagues right and they got to go up to the 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 NHL and they got to really prove their 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 spot 
right? Um, so in this documentary, there's two enforcers uh, at a face-off, and they're just like one of them just goes, "Hey, man, I I, I got to get a uh, like a fight in. I got I got to you know pull my weight. I'm out here to fight, and like I got to get a fight in." And the guy looks at him and goes, "Okay, you want to do this?" And the guy goes, "Yeah." And he goes, "Okay, good luck." And as soon as that puck drops, they throw the gloves they're down. They're mic'd up for this. Oh yeah, it's amazing. Wait, wait, wait! What year is this that they're that they're like recording this? Oh, I don't know. I didn't look at. I mean, the when stamp. But they've had mic'd up athletes forever. No, I know. But when you're watching this, like, is it like from like the early '90s or is it like recent? Uh, I don't, it, it it didn't look too recent. It probably might have okay. been from like early 2000s. Okay, got it, like got it. But it was amazing. They're just like, hey, I, I got to do this, man. And he's just like, okay, you know, because he's in the same spot. He understand. They all understand each other. Hey, man, if you don't prove your worth out here on the ice, you're gonna get dropped back down, or you're gonna get That's cut. That's crazy. Up. And they just, yeah, they, they they go in and they just will start fighting each other on agreement, understanding like, hey, man, this is for your job because I'm gonna respect you and do this because I I might be in the same situation one day and might have to ask you to fight on the ice. It's nuts, bro. It's I wonder nuts. if at that point you're like. I'm going to throw a lot of body shots. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like this guy said, cool. Like, okay, I'm going to pull it over your head. I'm going to be hitting in the chest. I'm going to hit you in your chest pad a lot. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like I'm not throwing at the face. I'm not trying to knock your teeth out. It's pretty, uh, it's pretty interesting. They were talking about the techniques they use. And, uh, I mean, obviously you can't go to an MMA gym or a boxing gym and really learn how to box because you're not boxing in a boxing right. ring. You're boxing on, on ice, on skates. It's a different game. But uh, you know these guys have to figure out any little tricks that Bro, work for them. Bro, that's that's the number. That's going to be the twenty twenty one uh, workout trend. Is going to be you're going to get on skates and someone's going to treat you teach you how to fight and just box. Yeah, they're going to be like, spar. all right, everyone wearing their jersey, awesome. Everyone pull the jersey over their head and just start hitting them in the fucking gut. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, throw uppercuts. It doesn't matter where you land them. Just throw them. Yeah, it's pretty. I, I recommend the uh, the documentary. What's it called? Ice Guardians, I believe. Is that new? I don't know how long it's been. How out. did you find that? Some of the shit I think that people I, find. You know how you just place. scroll through Netflix and you, because obviously you've kind of watched everything over yeah. the past few months. You've watched everything and you're just scrolling, scrolling. And then, uh, you know, I played hockey when I was younger and uh, I was like, well, who doesn't like watching enforcers on the ice? Enforcers, and these guys aren't little. These are like cats that are like six, five. I used to watch Domi fights. Uh, I remember, I must have been. <sighs> high school after high school something like that maybe it was high school i don't know i, I can't remember when domi skated <laughs> i don't remember what he played but i would watch domi fights like in my spare time mm -hmm. I, there wasn't youtube i don't remember what it was but i would just find them download them like oh it's a sick fight <laughs> i have like 10 of them on my desktop like oh cool. i'm gonna watch this fight when i'm bored hockey's one of the greatest games to watch and it's it, so good. if you're in person it's the greatest thing ever bro here's why right that, I mean, you talk about you go into a football game, right? You hear the roar of the crowd and the atmosphere changes. There's a vibration in the air. You go to a hockey game, the atmosphere literally changes the second you walk the door. It drops about 20 degrees in there. Yep, yep. Uh, well, especially in California. I don't know how it is out in Pittsburgh and shit. But, I mean, you walk in the door of a of a, of a hockey game. And the, it's way colder. There's a chill there. Yeah, it's, it's, it's incredible. I've only been to uh, two professional NHL games. Um, Get out of here. It was uh, the Blackhawks both times. Really? Okay, yeah. that's pretty nice. Well, yeah, I mean, so San Diego, obviously, we don't have an NHL team. We have the the goals, which yeah. I don't know what league that is. It's fun. It's fun to watch. <laughs> but um, 
Yeah, I've been NHL. invited so many times, and I'm like, I don't want to see the goals play, dude. Yeah, well, it's fun. I, I I find it fun to watch them because one, they don't live too far away from, or the uh, I'm sorry, they don't they play not too far away from you. Um, but the NHL is just a it's, it's just a whole different beast. Uh, My brother in law was like, we got to get there for the national anthem. And yeah. I'm like, oh yeah, uh, okay. For, for the Blackhawks, yeah. Yes. And I was yes. like, okay, like not really understanding, like, hey man, I don't, I, you know, I love this country and I love being American, but <laughs> you don't get it. I don't really, you know, I'm not really, you know, looking forward to the uh, national anthem, you know. But my uh, my brother in law is like, no, you got it, you got to go, you got it, we got to make it there before then, right? And man, he was right. That place thunderous when when this. Uh, so it's some. Um, Kind of like opera singer that's been doing it for like 20 years for the Blackhawks. Right. And uh, yeah, man, it was nuts. Now, correct me if I'm wrong, but don't they, aren't they one of the few teams that employ technology on the ice that's like a 3D? Yeah. They, they do like, yeah, like screen uh, graphics. Yeah, but it like it looks like you know all of a sudden the ice breaks away and it's going into a black hole and stuff like that. Like they they can do crazy graphic. Yeah. It's not just a flat graphic. It looks they could play like three D stuff, stuff that fucks yeah. with your mind yeah. when you're watching. Yeah, it. it's yeah. pretty cool. I uh, I can't remember exactly like if they did anything like that, but I I remember the graphics, but I can't remember. Yeah, I know what you're talking about. Like with like yeah. the, the floors just falling yeah. or something like that. Yeah. But um, it was cool, man. I love going to Blackhawks. I, I tell you, man, I love hockey. It's so weird. Um. Grew up, uh, half my life was in Anaheim. Well, not half, until I was about 10 was in Anaheim. So I was a huge Angels fan. Mm -hmm. No, not hockey at all. I was. I went to a taping when they taped the Mighty Ducks at the Fuck pond. Yeah. Um, but I, other than that, I was an Angels fan. Moved out here, became a Padres fan instantly. Um, it was right, I think it was like 96 too. So it was when the team started being, it was incredible at the time. Then as I grew up a little more, I'm like, dude, football is the shit. Look who we got! You know, we started get we got we had Breeze, we got Tomlinson, Gates, all these guys started showing. I'm like, man, football is incredible. Football is my favorite favorite sport. And uh, went to my you know went to my first ever Ducks game and never looked back. I'm like, you can't you cannot compare uh, a hockey game, especially a good hockey game. Like mm -hmm. I don't know if your team's garbage, I, I I couldn't tell you how good the game is to attend. Yeah, but if you're going to a good hockey game against two good competitive teams, like man, that is. That's that's really fun. I yeah, like that a lot. yeah. And man, I was a Mighty Ducks when I was a kid. Great movie, great movie. Loved it. All of us were going for knuckle pucks. Oh, knuckle puck time. When we bro. were kids, thought like that. it actually worked. It don't work. It I works. Was, you did it wrong. That's the problem. I probably did. I, I actually <laughs> developed a pretty good slap shot um, when I was playing. Uh, yeah. I was. I was. That was kind of like my thing. The slap shot guy. Just fucking fire it at the goalie, man. And if it goes through, it goes through. Um, but yeah, love playing hockey. Loved it. One timer. That's my favorite. What is that? A one timer. What, oh, the yeah, yeah, the uh, awesome I mean, to see. It's cool. No, it's, it's awesome cool. when you're watching a play develop and you see it happen. Holy shit, it's awesome. You ever seen a, a triple triple deke? Yes, I have. One, two, triple deke. Yeah, Emilio Estevez. Yep, killed it. Yeah, they're doing a remake of that or a sequel. All right, that's because Hollywood. Can't no, come up with anything. It's on anymore. Disney Plus. No, here's here's what it's going to be. It's a team taking on the Ducks. So now the Ducks are a powerhouse. Oh, like they're they, the they, Hawks now. Yeah, they've they've been they've been uh, a powerhouse for like two decades, and this new team is coming on to take on the Ducks. That's what it is. So whoever the Ducks were facing in the first movie, that's the what, Hawks. Oh, they're the, oh the Hawks. Yes, yes, yes. It's like the Cobra Kai show. It's like, yeah. hey, you want to root for the other guy now? Yeah. Here you go. Yeah. Hey, on the way here, uh, Adam and I surprise surprise we start talking about uh, conspiracies. Conspiracy theories. All right, here we go. 
So let's let's hop into it. So, I only believe the JFK conspiracy, and that's it. I'm not a flat earther. Get that out of here. So what do you think? Is there anything we've managed to not talk about COVID this whole time? Is there anything about COVID that you think is conspiracy related? I mean, I don't know. Adam's shaking his head. Obviously, obviously the hospitals uh, are really throwing around the death certificates with COVID on it because they get the federal uh, assistance. Mm -hmm. I think that's about it. I don't don't know, man. I don't know. My brother, the reason I asked, my brother sent me a text today and it was just about, it was some, it was like, it was from an actual conspiracy. It was from the conspiracy subreddit thing. And it was like, uh, uh, what did it say? It was like, oh, after 9-11, when they, you know, started the Patriot Act, they put a lot of laws in that they never took back. They said it was for, like, a time of war or whatever. That they, they just took away rights and instilled shit that they never pulled away from. Like, like our lives have changed and the type of security and, um, you know, all that, the tracking systems that they have in place, they they never let up on it. They're just the way it is now. So they were saying, you know, with the COVID restrictions and things that they're putting in place, talking about like uh, passports, what are they, what are they saying? Like pa- like you have to have like your vaccination pa- mm-hmm. passports yep. and shit like that. Um, do you think there's anything nefarious to that? No, I haven't thought about that. I, I'm not much of a conspiracy guy, uh, especially with like what's going on right now. Um, the only thing that I do, you know, I, I, I don't know if it was man-made you know all this stuff, but the one thing I, I I can always say is like, yeah, the hospitals are obviously trying to oh yeah get some funding out of it, and that's about it, man. But I think oh, I thought you were going to say we're full, which I was agreeing with. No, that <laughs> no, like them kind of you know marking up the death certificates is like a car accident, but the guy tested positive for COVID, so he's you know it's a COVID death. Uh, you know I think that's pretty easily provable. You're like, wait a minute, the guy got t-boned by a by an 18 wheeler. Yeah. You're saying he's <laughs> you know like that's kind of the the stuff where. But um, so our our uh, my daughter's friend's mom, uh, like her little play date friend, her mom is a ER nurse, mm-hmm. yeah, for a children's hospital, and they said that they've like all of a sudden like they're getting swamped with kids in there, which they never had at the beginning mm-hmm. of this thing. Yep. She's like, oh, she used to be like, oh, at least we're not seeing kids with COVID. That's just not happening. Yeah, and she's like, oh, there's so many now, like that they're inundated with kids there, and they've had to open up parts of the hospital to um, just seeing regular adults now. Yeah, my uh, my wife has uh, a couple of nurse friends, and they've kind of told you know told my wife some stuff that you don't like hearing, and I'm not going to say it on on the the air because yeah. I don't want to be known as a person that's spreading misinformation or yeah. any kind of information on, on that stuff. But uh, it's kind of interesting to hear, like from the from the front front line workers, obviously, because yeah. you know you can you can listen to the fucking news all day long, but you know what's their job is to sell you to keep watching, right? If you want real information, you go to the to the front lines, and these nurses and doctors are obviously front lines. They they they'll tell you the God's honest truth. They're watching it. They're dealing with it. You know, it's been their life for the past year. So, yeah, man, COVID. But hey, uh, we're talking about conspiracies. And uh, what do you want? You you brought you wanted to bring up. Uh, so you, th- you you wanted to bring up. COVID well, it was that. It was that. That was what it was. And the reason he sent me that is because we were talking about something earlier in the week where I think it was the the six hundred dollar checks or the two thousand dollar checks that went through or whatever. Who fucking knows? I, I haven't know. gotten. I didn't get mine yet. So as a part of that, 
there was a 180-day countdown for UFO disclosures. Yeah, I saw that. You saw that? Yeah, and I saw there was like a sighting of one over uh, Hawaii or something like oh, that. Oh, yeah, I saw that too. It was kind of cool. Yeah. Um, no, they're going to, they're gonna listen, man, they're probably going to be like, listen, yes, there's UFOs. I believe there is obviously aliens, right? There's right. A, another life form out in space. Space is a big place, and you'd be very ignorant to think that we're the only ones only right. ones especially after mandalorian you know there's more yeah obviously <laughs> um <clears throat> you know but who is it uh, is it St- stephen hawking said uh we don't want aliens to to come here oh fuck no because history has shown the superior race will enslave yeah and you know you look at human history and that's yeah that's basically the narrative so uh do i want do i want humanity to like make contact probably not oh i think for sure it's happened already Oh, we probably have, but I, I don't want like a full on like, hey, we got aliens come here I've to hang out with us. Independence Day, I know this exactly, story. <laughs> exactly. Look at they're they're so happy to see us. Oh, they're turning on the light for us. Oh, and then everyone's dead. There, yeah. there's a, a show on HBO. My wife and I just started watching called uh, Raised by Wolves. Okay, have you seen that? No, it's on HBO Max, the new like app thing. So I don't know if it's regular HBO. But it's like these androids escape a planet and have to start a colony of like actual humans. It's fucking weird. But I got a question for you. Let's get off the uh, conspiracy stuff. Um, no, that happened. There's aliens. Oh, uh, whatever. Uh, I got a question for you. Yeah. You uh, you grew up. You, you know, all of us kind of grew up around the same time. Maybe there's like a five or six year difference. But hey, we basically kind of experienced the same right. style of, of living growing up. Um. So my 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 wife and I watched uh, Days Confused mm-hmm. the other yeah, night. Great I love that movie. Great I can movie. I can watch it almost anytime it's on. Yeah. And, and we had a my I think my wife or she asked me or I asked her and I was like, would you rather like say like let's kids kids today right right would you rather grow up nowadays <clears throat> like if you were in high school no, would you rather 70s. be in high school this time or no, the late seventies for that sure movie? exactly I, way cooler. I, I was talking to my my neighbor who's like probably like finally he's like 45 or a little bit older than this but he uh i was talking to him and i was like yeah i watched days confused and man i miss those days where you could literally yeah. you, you were off the grid there's no cell phones there's no you know uh social media there's nothing like that it's just you and your friends okay hey it's a friday night or a saturday night us three are hanging out. We're gonna go meet up with uh, the rest of our friends. We're gonna go get a six pack in the Mustang. We called. We called. <laughs> meet up by the lake. We called on our landline. Right. We called their their house. Right. Your friend's house. Hey, meet here at this time, and then that's it, man. You'd much rather do that. You're off the grid. People, if you find somebody, it's you saw them face to face, and uh, you know. You, maybe there's like a meetup. Like I don't know if you guys where you grew up. If there was like that spot in yeah, town where yeah. every everybody just kind of met up mm-hmm. and you found like that was the social network. That was, you know, like hey, what's going on tonight? Where is it at? For me, it was mostly like I would like during the days like we'd always understand like oh we're gonna meet up and play basketball at four every uh-huh. day. We do it every day. Or yeah. oh tomorrow we're gonna play baseball something like that. Like it wouldn't be like a we wouldn't have to confirm. We're just like we all know we're gonna be there at this specific time and yeah. if someone doesn't show up then you know something happened yeah but yeah no i agree i'd rather grow up in the time frame i grew up in than right now and then you only like you know you're with your friends that's your only entertainment you and your friends there's no phones there's no like hey scrolling through social media or right. going on the internet and reading what's the news and all that kind of stuff it's it's you and your friends man trying to trying to have fun and 
I, I seriously miss living like that, you know, just kind of being off the grid. Like, and now you, I feel like it's almost impossible to, to live like that. Uh, cause everything requires email. I miss uh, stuff as, as early as like 10 years ago when it was still much different than it is right now where it's like, you still didn't really have phones. Yeah. yeah maybe, flip 15, phones. maybe 15 years. The flip phones were around. There was kind of internet, but it was like, there was social media, but it was like MySpace. Yeah. So it wasn't like you weren't going online and seeing all this stuff and being bombarded with this stuff. Like even yeah, as far you, back as then, it's like, man, this is fun. Like I can hang out with my friends. We're not worried about, we're not all on our phones looking yeah. at the internet and stuff. But yeah, it's give I me agree. YouTube and leave it at that. Although yeah, I mean, YouTube is sick. Yeah. yeah. But like, sick. but like, yeah, I remember even when like, uh, I think things changed with MySpace, but before MySpace, like no one was, I don't know, man, even AIM, I remember kids would be on AIM and instant messaging all the time. Like people would be at home. I'd go to their house and they'd be on, you know, a chick would be having like a conversation for two hours, like messaging like 40 people. Mm -hmm. It was still like the thing to do. Like when AIM came around, it was like, Oh, I don't have to go see one person at their house. Like I could talk to fucking 20 people here. Yeah. You're like, Jesus Christ, get off that thing. But at least least with that, you had to be on a computer or in the presence of a computer, right? Which is kind of worse. Um, I mean, well now I think it's worse now because your computer goes everything. you, You, you know, what we have in our iPhones, whatever computer you had, this thing has way more technology than that. Oh, thing I'm, I'm, have. I'm aware, but I think the fact that you'd go home, seclude yourself to a room, the den, whatever room the computer was in, and then sit there in front of the computer. I mean, I knew people that would sit there, get out of school, do their homework, and then sit in front of a computer until like they go to bed on AAM, just yeah. chatting with people the whole fucking time. That's probably what that loser Mark Zuckerberg did. Probably. Whatever happened to that guy? <laughs> that's, a, that's, also, that's also what I I, 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 I really, I really want to see what happens in about, I don't know, maybe 20 years with technology. Because think about it. Kids, like three-year-olds, they know how to use an iPhone. No problem. Like they'll probably know, they probably know how to use an iPhone better than their parents. Have you, have you seen Ready Player One? Yeah, I love it. Love I th- that I, movie. I think that doesn't, I mean, the... The apocalyptic future seems pretty shitty, but I think the rest of it, I think that type of tech will be in our future. It's going to happen. Yeah. Do you yeah, think kids, I agree. Do you think kids today, young kids today, are going to be smarter than we are or dumber? When get, things get no, further. I think they're going to be smarter techno- technologically. Uh, I think you're going to see like this incredible like just jump in technology, like uh, innovation, I guess you could say. Um are they going to be more socially awkward? Yeah, probably. probably. Because they, they're going to be annoying to be around. Cause, cause every, cause <laughs> like, hopefully I'll be dead. Because when, when we were going to school, you'd get your information from school and textbooks and stuff. And now you can just, when did this happen yeah. on your phone? And you How? get the information. Math, you can just, what's the what's this plus this plus this? Yeah. How incompetent do new teachers feel? Like, because you got to think, like, now teachers are millennials, right? Essentially, millennials yeah. and whatever, I guess, is newer than millennials are the teaching generation. But for kids that are coming in and the teachers are like, oh, hey, check this out. And exactly what Adam just said. Like, someone's like, oh, I just looked it up. Yeah. <laughs> in the time it took you to write that on the board, I looked it up. I yeah. have the answer for you. Let me know when you're ready. Yeah. Write it down. You know what I mean? Like, it just seems uh, that's pretty crazy. It's not how inconsequential being in a classroom is nowadays for someone to learn or go at their own pace. You know, I remember kids, this 
to me, I, I, and still to this day, uh, kids that would take five AP courses and honors courses, I never understood it. I'm like, why? I why? Not, I was not one of those kids. No, I wasn't that. either. But it was like, <laughs> it was like, why? Why are you busting your ass to do all this shit? That's. I understand. Maybe you're. Maybe to you, that's competition. You know, maybe you're like, oh, I like this competitive nature of of learning instead of like sports or whatever. But for me, it was always like, you're gonna go to the same school, even if you get, even if you're going to SDSU, right? Let's say you're doing that. You're getting all these other people going to SDSU. What are you gonna do once you're there? You're all doing the same shit. Mm -hmm. There's not AP college. (laughs) You're just in college. You have to finish the four years of college before you do masters and shit. And it was always, uh, it, it was just always one of those things where. Some people learn out in different ways, and yeah. that when you're talking about how socially awkward they were, to me, seeing people do that and restrict their lives to like AP courses only, like five, six courses a day mm-hmm. uh, in schools, that that was socially awkward to me. And I think it's getting worse because you don't need teachers to do that for you now. If someone wants to hone in on, I'm just going to do this now. I'm going to do all my school. I'm going to do my AP courses. I'm going to also do some junior high, col- you know, junior class college uh, college courses as well. Someone can do that. If someone's in college or if someone's in high school right now during the pandemic, let's say they're a junior in in high school, wouldn't you be signing up for college courses as well and just being like, fuck it. I'll take like two, three college courses a week as well. I don't know. You know what's interesting is the two smartest guys that I know. Thank you. Uh, not you. Oh. Uh, they didn't go to college. Yeah. I don't. It's weird. Just because you went to college doesn't mean you're smart. You know, I know a lot of dumb shits that went to college. Thank you. Um, but it's interesting, like, you know, people think like, oh, he went to college. He's obviously educated, um, blah, blah, blah. And this person over here, they didn't go to college. Maybe they just have a high school degree. And then they went right into the workforce. Uh, they're probably on, uh, not as educated, right? But that's the weird thing, man, is I don't, just because you went to college doesn't mean you're, you're, the you're a per- genius. It's the problem with perception now. It's because you spent four years at some college or obviously smarter than somebody else. Yeah. I think that went maybe to, not is. I think not that sure. went to the wayside around 98. Once the internet started taking off and taking over, I really do think that once the internet age took over, college kind of No, because it still matters for people who are trying to get jobs and stuff. No, no, I know, but I'm saying wise. I'm saying like actually educating a person and like like he just said, "Oh, that person went to college. They're a smart guy." I don't think after 98, I, I, you know, unless you were becoming, getting an advanced degree, a master's, a doctorate, something like that. I just think a regular bachelor's degree, associate, especially an associate's degree, those don't really mean shit anymore. Um, I mean, I've been, I've been there. The type of, you know, education that you get, it's not phenomenal. It's nothing crazy. Oh, yeah. I, uh, yeah. I just thought that was interesting. As that, a person. Like something I, as I grew up, I kind of noticed like, hey, the, like two, the, two of the smartest guys I know, yeah. they have no college degree. And one of them is a millionaire and the other one is just kind of like a dude that is like a, you know, day to day work guy and he's just smart as fuck. How do I know that? Because I played Jeopardy against this guy for six years, like multiple times a week while we were at work. And uh, he's fucking, he's smart as fuck, smart as fuck, man. So, but yeah, I do think in 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 the next decade or so you're going to technological advances incredible social awkwardness i think is going to be very prevalent <laughs> i so you know what's weird have you ever met a home like you ever like like knew like a homeschooled kid yeah 
Yes. Did you ever notice like something a little weird? Yes. Yeah. So I so I worked uh, when I was in the bar industry. Um, I would work the front door. I was the head of security. I'd have to handle a lot of different personalities that were upset. And uh, this one guy that I worked with, he was homeschooled uh, growing up. So I, there's a lot learned in that social environment of school, right? We all probably went through it. You probably had a, a girl you liked that didn't like you. Maybe you had to get into a fight. You had an argument. You had a disagreement. You had all this kind of stuff. Maybe some kid wanted to kick your ass and you were like, fuck, I'm going to get my ass kicked. I got to talk my way out of this, right? So you got to learn how to like handle all these situations that are going on. And it's good. It's good because th- this is stuff that's going to help you grow. And in the future, you're going to be uh, you're going to see these situations again, and you're going to understand how to how to handle it, right? You know how, how to handle, uh, talk to people, and handle situations. So this guy, he was so funny. So he was homeschooled, and uh, he was he was a good employee. He was a great employee, but it was funny because whenever somebody would like start giving him shit, like giving him lip, maybe for not getting let in or being asked to leave or anything like that, call his mom. He would, um, you know, they would start to get loud angry at, at him and, and he would just be like I, I don't know how to handle this you know you can just see it in his face he doesn't know how to handle this and I you know I would step in and uh, you know take care of the rest but I, I started noticing like that's probably why man because he was homeschooled he was never in these situations growing up which I think is a valuable lesson man valuable lesson even more than just you know learning uh, you know geometry or something like that like how often are you gonna learn or use geometry throughout your life day by day but you are gonna have social interactions every single day you're gonna have problems that you're gonna have to like overcome and uh and figure out how to how to you know how to solve them when you're dealing with people that you know like maybe have a different view than you and you got to come together and, and compromise you know so that was a that's a huge thing I'm, i uh, i believe about with uh with school and being in person Man, these kids are screwed right now. Yeah, I think, you know, I've noticed with my three-year-old even, like, because she was, I I think we've talked about it, so I won't go into too much detail, but she was very um, outgoing. She did a lot of, like, ballet classes and games with kids, um, just any any type of class you could do with a kid to sign them up for, she was doing it. Mm -hmm. And she just misses that social interaction a ton. And the first couple months where everything was closed down, like, she was, like, totally different person sucked really shitty well you look at it man so okay these kids can't go to school can't see their friends uh uh youth sports is is not going on right nope there's another outlet you know like man i feel i feel bad obviously you know you have a young girl you know these kids need to be stimulated mentally physically like they got to like go get energy out you know and man it must be tough being a parent right now because I've done some tea parties this week. Have you? Yeah. With the tiara on? Uh, no, I had a cowboy hat. I had a woody nice. cowboy hat. A little, like a little one. The tea party, I'll tell you who it was with, so just so you understand how good of a tea party this was. Uh, Elsa. Dick. Anna. Frozen. Tinkerbell. All right. Going all the Disney princesses. And Woody. Woody was there. Huh. So Out of left field, Woody's there. Well, you know what I mean? I, I invited him. One, <laughs> one of the dudes spiked his, spiked his tea. <laughs> There's a snake in my boot. Shut up, Woody. You're drunk. You're drunk. <laughs> let's uh, let's try. Do we have Do we have any? We have a lot of questions. Let's, really? Let's answer a goddamn question. Any new people or same people? Uh, I think there's a couple of new people. Um, oh. so this one I'm going to ask because it was posted. 
the day after we recorded the 50th episode. All right. So this is from Fine Roman. He looks like he's a level up student. He's uh, a uh, announcer. announcer. Yeah. So as always, when you guys ask these questions, sometimes Devin or Mike might not have anything to, they might not have an opinion on it or whatnot. So just remember that when you ask these questions, don't feel like uh, bad. The first question is he has four separate questions in this one thing. Sick. So you got to subscribe to our Patreon to ask that (laughs) question. So (laughs) what do you feel is the best pay-per-view that WWE put out? So in general, like, What's a pay-per-view that you enjoyed when you were younger? Like, what's uh, your favorite? Like this, well, like a single point in time? Like, for instance, WrestleMania 17 is, it, is okay. a go-to for got most it, got people. Got it, got it. So I, what's uh, I'm a Royal Rumble guy. That's okay. my pay-per-view But is he asking you to pick one specific uh, one? You can pick one, or you can just say that's your favorite one in general. That's just my p- favorite pay-per-view. I can't, I can't tell you one exactly pay-per-view. Uh, but I look forward to the Royal Rumble every year. Just because it's an interesting match. Um... You know, the surprise entrances are always fun. Uh, that's about it, man. What about you, Dev? Yeah, Royal Rumble was my... F- I mean, back in the day, I loved Survivor Series. But that's mm-hmm. when everyone was a star. And now yeah. you have everyone's just a regular guy that wrestles. Yeah. Um, so when everyone was a star, I loved Survivor Series. So after that, until about uh, the end of the Attitude Era, that's when I really loved Royal Rumble. That's when I thought Royal Rumble shined. Um... Now, after Royal, yeah, yeah, that's it. I mean, WrestleMania is all it is now. But if I had to pick one in particular, which it sounds like is what you're asking, I really liked WrestleMania 20. There you go. His second question: Which perennial jobber was is a favorite of yours? Hardcore Holly. I liked him uh, for a long time. He he. I'm gonna I'm gonna finish this out real quick. He had a a, a brief uh, world title feud with Brock Lesnar on SmackDown. I think this was after he got hurt when he went through the table. Maybe not. I don't know. No, after he broke way, his neck or some shit. It was after he broke his neck. After he broke his neck. I really bought into that that uh, run, hook, line, and sinker because he's a legit badass. Yeah. Um, and if you can go back on the network and find it, I thought it was very well done. I don't think it was received well by the audience at all. Um, but for me, at least, I, I thought it was really well done and I liked, I liked watching him in that spot. Uh... I, actually, I want to talk some about uh, Hardcore Holly. Um, so remind me, uh, Gilbert is probably like my, the greatest jobber of all time. Uh, hilarious, just and totally, it's WWE giving the finger to WCW. Um, you know, during the 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 war, um, Spike was probably the best worker though, right? Like the jobber who could like I don't know if he's a greatest worker, but the motherfucker took some. Bumps. But that's what I mean is like he he put in his time. As a job, fuck. As a jobber, like he got the job done. Like he, okay, what do you want? We need, we need a babyface comeback. That's, you know, the crowd is actually behind. As a jobber, the crowd was always behind him. I don't think he ever didn't have the crowd. Oh, no. Actually, um, one time I was doing extra work. Gilbert was really present. Yeah, that's funny. Yeah, it was sick, dude. Um, it was so funny because I walked right by him and like, I didn't even recognize him. Somebody had to like tell me, and I was like, oh shit, that is. That's funny. And I kind of started marking out because I was like, dude, Gilbert was sick back yeah. in the day. Um, WCW, probably Norman Smiley. Norman Smiley was the shit. The big wiggle. Yeah. Uh, you know what's funny, too, is like Norman Smiley considered a job guy, but was probably the best pure wrestler on the card. Right? That's what most people say now. That's why he's a trainer. Yeah. Was, um, and you, you look at all the job guys. They're all trainers now. Yeah. now that's, that's, those are the guys that could really work. I don't remember him ever getting legit push maybe he had a, a, a brief title run was glacier ever like 
I, th- I think they had big plans for Glacier, but then the NWO hope. Uh, I fucking NWO loved him. Hoped. Yeah. Oh, I loved. I loved Glacier. him, dude. Yeah. Did I, I think for some reason I feel like he had the U.S. title or the TV title? I'm sure he did. But I, I fucking everybody loved at some him, point. Man. I think WCW held yeah, the mid card title. That's the I one think. thing I hated as a kid uh, watching WCW is every the t- I felt like titles meant nothing because there's so many titles. Yeah. Yeah. Um, oh, so back to Hardcore Holly. Uh, somebody posted a little clip of him the other day, and it's him. Uh, Yuma, I think. Yeah, and it was uh, him. Like, Angle was getting beat up, and Hardcore Holly comes back and just starts cracking people with a chair. Yeah. You know, like, solid. That was, I think that was during his main event run. Yeah, that yeah. was when he came back. Solid, solid chair shots. Like, yeah. like shotgun blasts. Yeah. And I'm, I'm thank God, man. In like, the head? Oh, oh yeah. This is yeah. Attitude Era. Um, or no, this might have been like the ruthless aggression. Yeah. yeah, but um, I mean, he just he bla- I forgot who it was, but he blasts these motherfuckers with this. I think one of them was chair. Matt Hardy. Yeah, because I think Matt. I think Matt Hardy posted it too. Now I got a question for you. So like, there's a lot of dumb gimmicks, right? Somebody goes like, "Hey, this is my gimmick." Uh, you know, it, I drink beer and I hit people with a cane. It's over. You know, right. like, hey, you know, and now you have to do it because you're paired up with them and it's kind of expected, and you got to be the good brother, and you're gonna have to take this. You know, whatever really move right or now. whatever gimmick, right? No, hold on, let me finish. What are you, Infin- so, what are you Infinity Gauntlet talking about? <laughs> so you got to you, you got to do this kind of, you know, and, and let's get it. Let, right. Let's get this right. Today's day, there's a lot of hokey shit, right? right. A lot of stupid stuff where right. you're like, this is stupid. It's not realistic, but okay, let's do it. Yeah, <laughs> you know, because, yeah. uh, you know, I, I don't want to get the rep as the, as the person that didn't want to, you know, do the good brother. But back then they're like, I'm going to hit you with chairs. So I got a question. What if, what if somebody was like, hey, this is my gimmick. You know, I fucking pat you on the ass i ride you like a goddamn horse you know do all this stuff right Mm. and you just go okay 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 cool yeah if that's that's your gimmick let's do it yeah i'm I'm 100 on board okay i'm i'm starting this new gimmick too where i just i hit people with chairs (laughs) you know like what like now legitimate question like what if you had to you had your opponent was like hey dev i need to slap you on the ass i need to ride you like a horse i need to do all this stuff all this really like lame ass shit what if you countered with okay I'll do all that mm-hmm. but I have this I'm trying to get this new gimmick over and what I do is I go and grab a chair and I just, hit and I just start landing heavy shots headshots so we'll get your stuff in right and then um, you know I'll powder out I'll, get a chair. I'll, I'll grab a chair and I'll come in and I'll, I'll crack you a few times and uh, well, that's you know, it and then I'll go, we'll go home what if somebody did that what if somebody like that was their counter to whatever you know? Dumb Are you saying? Was oh, out there? I mean, I'm. It, I don't think the spots would happen either of them. Nowadays, I don't think that would happen. What, what do you mean, like riding uh, like a horse? No, if someone me? if someone said that, that and the other person was like, show. "Oh yeah, yeah, yeah," and then I do this, and then I do the chair shots after that, I think they'd be like, "No." I'm not gonna do the chair shots. They'd be like, "Well, I'm not gonna do the horse." It, well, that, that that could be your counter, right? right like, right, right. hey, if you don't want you don't want to do my gimmick, I'm not doing yours because I've got a hardcore gimmick. I've got yeah, a hardcore I'm, gimmick. Where can I, we be hardcore now? The hardcore hogs? Yeah, man. Fuck yeah. Hardcore 2021, hogs. man. You're and the hardcore hogs. Do not Google that, everyone. And you get a chair shot. And you get a chair shot. And you get a chair shot. It's like shot. the wet bandits, but this year we're the hardcore hogs. We're the sticky bandits. We're the sticky hogs. We're, uh, oh, we're, God, that's so don't bad. Google that either, guys. We're Home, we're home Alone 2. We're the sticky bandits. Oh, we've God. upgraded. But anyways, I was th- I was just th- after I watched that clip of, of Holly just blasting people with chair shots, I was like, what if you know you had a stupid uh, gimmick that you had to work with in the ring, and they were like, hey, you know, I'm gonna do all this, I'm gonna give you a noogie, I'm gonna do all this shit, and then you were like, okay, cool, 
You're gonna make it look like an asshole, and then I'm gonna have mine. Yeah, dude, I forgot to show you. I brought this bat. It's covered. In I have this wire. bat. It's covered in barbed wire. But it's I don't real. Wanna, it's real though. I don't want to do that old like that that worked little shot to the gut. It's only uh, on the with back. the butt of the with the butt of the yeah. the, the bat. Um, I'm gonna I'm gonna swing this thing. <laughs> <laughs> so what do you do? Now? I just, just want to show you what I do. So all right, you do that. I bring a bucket to the ring um, with that I put with hot wax, and then I dip my hands in tacks, and then I just brawl on you for like fifteen <laughs> yeah, minutes. Somebody, but, but I want you to fire up. I'm gonna brawl on you, but I want you to stay hot. I want you to stay. On, you're on fire still. <laughs> what if you just like? So you get presented a stupid gimmick, and then you're like, okay, excellent, excellent. All right, well, check this out. I have this, and you go into your bag and you just pull out like a bull whip. <laughs> and you're like. I'm trying to do. I'm trying this new cowboy gimmick. I'm trying to get this over. And uh, yeah, so I'm gonna I'm gonna have to hit you with this. Like, wait, I, what if that times. was like the new thing? Like, what if we got the listeners? And I know a lot of them are still students all, all over SoCal. Like, just do that. Just start carrying a gimmick weapon in your bag. <laughs> and then when someone gives you a shitty idea, you just tell them that okay, cool. I have to get this over too. <laughs> this is my new gimmick. Uh, it's 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 in its infancy. Haven't it's really, gonna get over. Haven't really polished it out yet. Haven't really gotten these chair shots down yet. But, yeah, uh, actually, I haven't tried them on anyone. <laughs> <laughs> that's about every spot that's, hey, I, I want to I wanna try this out. Oh, cool. Have you done it before? No, 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 no. I just want to try it out. Well, I, I, Sick. I, I went out to the ring earlier. and uh, I think I can nail I it. I think I can do it. I, I was checking the ropes. I think I could do it. Yeah. <laughs> Did you hit the ropes? No, there's people in the ring. No, no. I just kind of, <laughs> I just kind of like shook the ropes and yeah, I like could tell. warriored it to like a very small degree. Yeah. Anyways, you had three more questions from that. No, one. there's this part three of his question. Jesus, uh, f- favorite NWA WCW title match pre Hogan. So maybe this is for more Devin. Oh I, yeah, I, I, I didn't watch. I can't think of anything. Either. I didn't watch NWA or. Um, I mean, I, I'm such a just uh, name something with flair. I'm, I'm such a flare mark. I, I'm just such a flare mark. I mean, really. Really, I could go back and watch any anything Flair Sting. I liked old school Sting. The answer is uh, Flair Steamboat. Anything? Yeah, Flair Steamboat. Flair Sting was great. Flair Luger had some good ones. Um, Fuck yeah, the narcissist. Yeah, <laughs> this is before he was a narcissist. Um, he was always a narcissist, bro. That's true. I forgot to say that. <laughs> yeah, I, unfortunately, I. You know, I'm just such a fan of Flair that my answers aren't going to be inspiring you to go back and look at anything new. <laughs> so, yeah. Next question. All right. So this is the final part of his question, and I'm going to change this a little bit. He asked a question, any movie franchises that you'd recommend? Now, I'm going to say, let's just not go Star Wars or Godfather or anything. What's like a movie franchise that you like that most people wouldn't say? Franchise means like multiple movies. Multiple right? movies. So like the Godfathers or Star Wars, yeah. stuff like that. But something that's not those because those are the easy answers. I mean, obviously the John Wick movies are sick. Never seen them still. Really? Yeah, They're I got to watch them. Really good. A lot of uh, a lot of uh, Lucha Libre in that in that in in those movies. That's what I heard. That's what I heard. That's um, what I you know what's funny as... You know when you always get told like, hey, what's your favorite movie? What's your right. favorite movie? What's your favorite movie? And obviously, the, you know... I think in the wrestling community, it's usually going to be like a Star Wars answer, right? Or some kind of like science fiction, maybe something like that. Mm-hmm. Maybe a, a comic movie uh, related movie. Right. You know what? But you miss all like some of my favorite movies are just those movies that you, you would never guess. Right. We watched my wife and I watched Clueless the other night. That movie Bomb. will always be good. Always be good. What's weird, too, is that uh, that that movie, Timeless, also but, the actor in that movie, you know, who I'm talking about timeless hasn't changed same age the whole time 
Wait, oh, you're talking about Rudd. Yeah. Paul Rudd. Paul Rudd looks yeah. the same as he did. He recorded that movie yeah. last year. Yeah. <laughs> they 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 de-aged his character and he looks like he did now. But it's there's so good. many good movies like that. Like Bring It On, one of my favorite movies ever. Really? Oh, dude, you ever seen Bring It On? I don't think so. Dude, I... Great movie. So that's Kirsten a, Dunst, I'm sure I would have wanted to watch it's it. It's a, uh, a cheerleader movie. Um, and I remember so when it came out, I think I was in high school, all the cheerleaders were like all about it. Oh, they all yeah. went in like their their squads to yeah. the movie theater and watched it. And I was like, you guys are lame. Like, I'm not going to watch that movie. When it finally came out, like on VHS, watched it, laughed my shaft off. And I was like, <laughs> I can't believe it. It's a funny movie. It's one of the funniest movies you've ever really? seen in your life. I would have never guessed that. I would have never known it was a funny movie. Especially, uh, you know, like... It's it's based when we were in high school, right? Right. So you know you can relate to it a lot, right? Um, but I love that movie. I, around the same time, I'd go with the uh, the American Pie franchise. Yeah, those were, but those didn't those didn't age well. You watch those now and you go, this movie's fucking gives a stupid. shit. Half the wrestling you watch nowadays. No, but you watch you watch well. like like I said, you watch Clueless, you watch Bring It On. I those will never get old to me. Yeah. They'll never get cheesy and lame. Like the American Pies, the only reason you should watch really the American Pies is for Stifler. The for sti- some, the for some reason, I, I laugh really hard in Clueless with the the very sad rolling with the homies. Rolling with <laughs> when the she's homies. sad and she's doing it, that's yeah. <laughs> fucking hilarious. Um, Shout out to Coolio. pretty obscure movie. I don't know if you've seen it. Is uh, Van Wilder? Ah, uh, yeah, I didn't Ryan really get Reynolds. Into it though. Yeah, that was the first time I saw Ryan Reynolds. I think that movie's fucking so, hysterical. Oh, you ever seen him in Waiting? Good movie. Yeah, yeah waiting's was, uh, great. Yeah. If you ever worked in the bar or restaurant yeah, industry, yeah. that movie just hits, so, hits so, hard. Um, for me, for the the it was a franchise. It's re, re, what's the question again? Movie just franchise. recommend a franchise. Recommend a movie franchises. Uh, the Cornetto trilogy. The what is it? Cornetto trilogy. Never heard of that. So Cornetto, Cornetto is an ice cream. Uh-huh. Uh Cornetto trilogy was an it was the Edgar Wright movies that he made with uh, help me out with Nick Frost and uh, Simon Pegg. So you have three of them. You have uh, Shaun of the Dead was the first one. All right. The second one was Hot Fuzz. And the third one was the alien movie. Shit, I can't remember the name of it. Well, Seth Rogen? No, no, no. Yeah, Seth Rogen plays the No, 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 no. no. It, was an, it was an alien invasion movie, not You're the talking one. talking about the one where they go pub? Yeah, the pub, pub crawl, crawling. The pub crawling. I don't know the name of the movie. I'm going to look it up right now. Uh, I mean, franchises. Oh, are those franchises, though? I mean, I don't think they're connected other than by the maybe the same person made it. Uh, what was the other one? World's End. World's End. Um, they are supposed to be somewhat connected. It, 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 it's it's the same production. It's the same staff. It's the same uh, cast and crew. I consider it a, a franchise. Yeah. I mean, uh, they all consider it part of the same. There's they sell them in box sets. They're all the same box set. It's watch the Cornetto trilogy. It's the same writers and shit. I think so. uh, the Christopher Nolan Batman trilogy is one of my favorite franchises. Have you uh, have you seen any of those? Have you seen Shaun of the Dead? No, I don't care. Get the fuck out of here. You've never seen Shaun of the Dead? You've never seen Bring It On, so we're we're at a standoff. We got right homework, now. guys. Next yeah. week. I've uh, seen Not Another Teen Movie, and they make fun of Oh, my on. God. Not Another Teen Movie. There's a fucking classic. There you go. I listen, will laugh my balls off every single time that me. movie's on. Listen to me. I, I'm not watching Shaun of the Dead movie. You, why wouldn't you watch Shaun of the Dead? I, you don't I, even know about it. I'm, I'm cool, man. I'm cool. No, you're not cool. You haven't seen Shaun of the Dead. No, I'm cool. No, no, no! Stop, stop, stop! This movie's hilarious. It has heart. It's fucking phenomenal. This movie's great. Watch the movie. There's, there's no reason. This isn't like a. You're not taking a cool stance. You're not like a cool guy for taking a stance against this movie. Yeah, yeah. I'll, I'll get back to you on that. Um. Holy shit! Watch the movie. What else have we got? Your wife I mean, would love that. Movie. Terminator One and Two. Obviously, the great. All right. Terminator What's the next Two is question? the greatest goddamn movie you've fucking ever seen. Terminator Two. 
I think that's about. I mean, what other kind of friends? You like Keanu Reeves, and in Hot Fuzz, which is the oh, second part of which brings me to the Matrix. Oh, the Jesus. Matrix trilogies. There's a great no, franchise. You can't say don't talk about Star Wars and all that shit, and then throw the Matrix in there. That was just as big as Star Wars. Okay. Uh, but yeah, the Matrix is sick. Oh Jesus! Um, oh, Bill and Ted's Excellent Adventure and Bogus, and then uh, the newest one. There's a good franchise. Okay, cool. I'm good with my franchise. That's all my franchises. There you go. What else we got? All right. So this next question is from Petey Skeeves. Fuck Hopefully, you. Devin decides to participate in the rest of the podcast. Great movie. All right. Start Great. Over, We're talking about other stuff now. Hail, uh, hail and well met hogs. Whatever the fuck that means. Don't ever say it again, Petey. It's the winner of the Virgin Rumble here with another question. What's the strangest coincidence that's happened to you personally? Uh, Devin, I'll let you take that one because I don't really, I don't know, man. Coincidence? A coincidence. Let's see. Adam, you might have to like edit out the pause. Yeah, no, it's silent. It's fine. Dead air. Um, I don't know, man. PD, that's what happened to like booking a Virgin Rumble. Yeah, I mean, it's a good question. It's just, uh, I wish I would have known that beforehand. I could have actually tried to think of a coincidence. All right, so the next question <laughs> is I don't know, man. From, I don't know. I wish yeah. I had an answer for that, Petey. Sorry, bud. Uh, I don't know how to pronounce it, but he's the the camera guy, the guy who takes pictures, F-A-U. Oh, uh, Fowl. Fowl, okay. That's what I thought, but uh, this is from him. He asked, "What is your, what is your best drop-the-mic moment you've had? I don't even know if I've ever had a drop the mic moment. Dev, have you ever had a drop the mic moment? Every time I cut a promo. There you His go. promo with Chris Bay. Oh, man. No, Dev has one of the greatest, greatest lines ever on championship wrestling from Hollywood uh, history. It's when Kathy Kelly had <laughs> just got booked. Or she, she had just got uh, picked up by uh, the Fed. WWE, yeah, yeah, yeah. And then they brought in... Um, Kathy Campanelli or another girl. No, it was before Kathy, Kathy Campanelli. It was uh, another girl uh, who yeah, I can't remember girl. her I don't name. Know who it was. Anyways, I, I so I wasn't even, I, I, we weren't even really good for, I mean, we were probably like cool with each we other. We rode up there together. Yeah. But I, I, I wasn't even there for this. I saw it on TV. Oh, did you? So De- <laughs> this girl is interviewing Devin and goes, hey, Devin Sparks, your opponent tonight is blah, blah, blah. How do you feel about it? You know, the generic shit. And Devin just goes, yeah, thanks, Kathy Kelly. And then just rips <laughs> into a fucking promo. Just no soul that he just completely told her and called her the wrong name of the girl that previous. I, I laughed my fucking ass off. Was that Arkady? No, I think it was some. Bro, I, I, what was funny was the it popped the whole room. Yeah. Like the whole Like there was an audible pop because there's, you know, there's people waiting on stage for their turn and people had to leave the room because they laughed so loud. <laughs> and uh, yeah, that was a good one. I don't know if I've ever had a drop the mic moment. I even, God. I, I actually got critiqued. I think I got critiqued from Dave Marquez after that, where he was like, he was like, yeah, that was a good line, but uh, promos don't have to be like in such a wrestly, like a wrestler format. Like you can be, you know, more, uh, you could be more you. You know yeah. what I mean? Like, cause, you know, you see the promo, you see people in character, in gimmick. And after that, he used it like, I don't know what I did. But he's like, oh, you could be more yourself, too. I'm like, I don't know, man. I like that one. I, I just love <laughs> that I get, opening line yeah. where you blatantly called her the wrong name. <laughs> because it matched the character. Well, it's funny. She had no idea it was coming. Yeah. <laughs> so she I remember like, her facial was like yeah. pretty, pretty, pretty funny. Yeah. Um, <sighs> drop the mic moment. Drop the mic moment. 
Um, God damn. Who, who, Fowl, by the way, Fowl is a uh, photographer out in great, Phoenix. Great he's, photographer. A, he's, he's a great photographer. He's uh, done uh, photos for Dev and I. Um, God, man. See, I'm not very witty. I don't know how to burn people. I don't know. I, I still thought the line that you did, I, we talked about, I think it was last week, but uh, on Jimmy Jacobs before your match. What did I say? Uh, you told him in the promo, you had said the line about um, how you look too much like an indie wrestler or something like that. He wouldn't, he, he stole your opportunity. Yeah. But he said he looked like too much like an indie wrestler. Whatever it was, he didn't know it was coming. And so for me, it was the reaction on his face. Oh, I can't remember what I said to him. Yeah. I just remember I was like, you know, he's, he's a pretty well-known talker. Yeah. And I remember, uh, yeah, I can't remember what I what I said to him prior to the match uh, in the promo. And then, I, you know, he took the mic, and I was like, oh, he's about to fucking destroy me. Right. You know, like, he's, I'm about to get lit up right here. And he just doesn't say anything. He just goes, eh, they, 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 they could listen to me talk, but I think they'd rather see me fight and just throws a punch yeah. at me. And I was like, oh, that was so nice of him to do that. Yeah. So <laughs> Thanks nice. for the shine. Exactly. Thank you very much. I appreciate it. Uh, if I wish I wish I had a, a drop the mic moment. I don't know if I ever had. Devin obviously burning the uh, the the interviewer. That was probably his. I, I, that was great. Yeah, thanks. Was, man. I wish there was. I wish there, you need a clip of that. I don't even know how to find these clips. I, yeah. I have no idea what episodes I was on. I was probably on like fifty, a hundred episodes. I have no idea where they can be located. I, I have no idea. Like, there's not like you know, a database where I could just type, I, I know there's like a steel cage or something where you could type in your name and it shows, but they don't have, they never have my matches on there. Correct. No. Um, but yeah, all those episodes I was on for championship, I gone off the face of the earth. As far as I'm considered, I can't find them. Yeah. Anyways, thanks for the, uh, sending the question. I wish I had, a, I wish, you know, we had better answers for you. All right. The next one is from the big guy 87. And his question is, what is the best Mexican food place you've had in San Diego County? Uh, growing up, there's a place in Ramona called Manana's. That's where everybody went. My wife actually, uh, I've, t- I've taken her there, and she loves the chicken burrito, and that's what I used to always get when I was growing up. So Manana's in Ramona, that's, uh, that's, a, that's an incredible place. Um, there's a place in San Diego or uh, in PB called Taco Surf. Fantastic breakfast burritos. There's a place in Poway that people used to um, skip for Poway High. Uh, the seniors used to skip in the morning or in the afternoon or lunch. Or they would just skip class and go get there all the time. It was just called Taco Shop. Nice. That was it. It was so fucking good. They Why had, you got to get fancy with it? Their flautas were amazing. Call it what it is, man. I don't get flautas anywhere. No one makes good flautas. This place had like incredible flautas. Like you would go there to get flautas. So good. And there's, oh man, hot sauce. If you get hot sauce right, it almost doesn't matter what you're serving. Yeah. You know what's funny is like you can't go to fancy Mexican restaurant? No. You got to go to the taco shops, man. You got to go. The more hole-in-the-wall looking, the better the food exactly. will probably be. Exactly. My least favorite thing is my grandparents, you know, in, I'm talking about like junior high and high school here, is my grandparents would come in from out of town, from Arizona, and they're like, oh, we're, we're going to go out for Mexican food tonight. Be like, yes, and we'd go to some big fancy Mexican restaurant. Mm-hmm. On the get, border? Yeah. <laughs> no. No, some big fancy Mexican restaurant. And we get terrible enchiladas and like whatever the hell else is like the special for the night i'm like why did we do this this is trash yeah like this tastes like shit it's the uh american mexican oh they just cover it in mole sauce and like beans and rice like hey was that good i'm like not really yeah (laughs) it's like pretty not good uh but yeah those are my 
Minana's was was awesome. Uh, Iberto's. There was an Iberto's by my house. Taco so Surf. I'm a big Santana's fan. That's good. There's. And, I mean, that, I feel like that's the problem. Is there's so many good ones. The funny thing about Santana's is that it goes back and forth from MXN to Santana's. Like every every week, it'll have like a new sign. Really, it'll, it'll go back and forth between MXN and Santana's. There's this place in PBS. Swear to God, they're running. It's they're probably laundering money through it. I can't remember what it's called because it's called something new every other month. It's so funny, and you're like, yeah, they're they're probably like laundering some money through there. Watch Better Call Saul, and they figured it out. Dos Poyos through the Mexican restaurant. What was it Los Poyos? No, it's different. On Better Call Saul, there's literally like a Mexican restaurant where uh, these guys are. What was the one drugs. in a... Los Poyos Hermanos? Los Poyos. Come on, bro. You know what? Fa- test me on Breaking Bad. Going down to Mexico, like when I was a kid, we'd go to uh, like Rosarito after I turned eighteen, right? And uh, those little taco carts on the side of the road, bomb. Uh, the greatest thing you've ever had in your yeah. life. I, I like the uh, just like the shredded beef, like but like burnt shredded yeah. beef. Like, yep. I don't want. Don't give me like cooked shredded beef. I want you to burn the shit. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know I mean, like, yep. so good. That's what it is with most things. Like with pizza too, you can go find a random hole in the wall pizza place, and that's probably going to be better than. Are you uh, are you stuck up about your pizzas? No, I'm not stuck up, but like at the same time, I'm like I have. I'm in the mood for a real pizza. Or I'm in the mood for like I'll have Papa John's or Domino's. But really? If I want real pizza, I there are places by my house that are good. Yeah. But no, I'm not, I, don't, I don't go, well, I can't eat this because it's not New York pizza. See, I, I'll tell you what, man. For pizza, I have a different sensibility about pizza than most people. I enjoy, like, the weirder pizza. Like, Calif- I guess it'd be more California-based pizzas. Like, barbecue chicken pizza is my favorite pizza. But, like, most people be like, that's not pizza. Yeah, Barbe- yeah, yeah Barbecue yeah. chicken pizza Well, that's because we're, we're, we're Southern Californians. We're, we're, like, we don't even, like get an opinion when it comes to <laughs> yeah no shit i went to um oh man i wish i remember the name of it so when i was out in ovw in yeah. uh in kentucky and louisville wrestling my brother came with me and we had family out there apparently out in, in louisville kentucky uh cousins and uncles and shit and uh we told them we were in town they're like oh we want to take you to i'm, I'm drawing a blank can't remember the name of it sure let's go there yeah it's a great pizza place you're gonna love it we get there, the pizza is like three inches thick. Yep. And it's like basically lasagna. Yep. And they're like, oh, how good is this? I'm like, man, this tastes like shit. I'm just thinking, <laughs> like, this is fucking awful. I'm sure you've had pizza like that in Chicago, this right? This is oh, so yeah. awful. Yeah. But, uh, That's a Midwest thing, I think. Man, the, the name is on the tip of my tongue. Yeah. But I was just like, dude, this is terrible. Like, oh, take it home. Take it home. You guys are, you know, you're here in town. You're wrestling. You need you need the extra calories. Like, take it home. And, like, we took it out, and we're, like, sick. They left. We're like, bye. And we just dumped it in the dumpster. <laughs> we're like, get the fuck out of here. You know what's funny about uh, my wife? So my wife's from Chicago. I'm yeah. Sure I've said that multiple times on this podcast. So she's one of the people that uh, gets an opinion on pizza. Am I correct on that? New Yorkers and, uh, and Chicagoans, they, uh, they get... You know they have the, the the real opinions on pizza, so my wife is kind of like that a little bit. But you know what the funny thing is? Her favorite pizza. Guess what it is? Domino's. Costco. Costco. Costco pizza. Delicious. It's fantastic. It's awesome. See, I'm Wicks. I just found it. Sorry. Go ahead. Thick. Um, <laughs> for anyone that wants to see, pizza. I you know, grew up in San Diego. Pizza to me, give me a five dollar hot and ready from Little Caesars. Let's go. Yeah. Let's party. I love it. I'm good with that. And then some people are like, ew, that's gross. It's not even real pizza. Bitch. Yeah, I'm not. No, I'm not like that. I can eat 
any pizza pretty much. I've yeah. never had a pizza I dislike. There's no such thing as bad pizza. No. There's just some that are really, really good yeah. and some that are just good. Yeah. That's it. Yeah, man. that's it. It's it's the difference between really good and good. Yeah. That's all it is. We and, to- and I've had some good pizza out in Chicago. So I told you guys have heard the uh, Colt Cabana story before. So my brother and I, when we ended up going up to the Chicago gate, we watched the Angels and the and the Cubs play up in Chicago at Wrigley. Um, before we went up there, we're like, okay, we got to try. We went online to find the best pizza, like the best deep dish pizza, and the best uh, Chicago, the best hot dog that you could get. We found out whatever it was online, and we checked with a couple different sites and went with you know whatever we thought out of those couple sites was the best of each. Uh-huh. The hot dog I thought was amazing. The pizza I was like, eh. like really? Like this is this is what's going on the front lines? Like this is defending your honor, Chicago? <laughs> like this is kind of like just whatever, man. <laughs> there's a there's a place in Chicago called I think it's called Wiener Circle. Oh, dude, I'm in. Uh, and it's in like a, <laughs> that should be the name of the pod. <laughs> I think it's like around uh, Wrigleyville. At least yeah. that's what my wife told me. And so you guys might have seen it on like shows. It's a place where. Uh, like it's, it, I'm pretty sure it's like a late night spot yeah. where, you know, a bunch of drunks go walking into this place and uh, they start talking shit to the employees and then the employees talk shit back. But all the employees are black females. And it is so funny. The shit these girls are saying to these guys. My wife, I was like, Beth, we got to go here. And she goes, you don't want to go there. Oh, fuck. Yeah, I do. And I'm like, well, it sounds pretty entertaining. Like we I, I got to experience this. And she goes, it's like, you know, like it's almost disgusting like how, how the place is and just kind of yeah. how it's set up and ran and like the interaction between like the employees and the, the, uh, the customers. Right. And I'm like, but I have to witness this in person. You know, I couldn't talk shit to like somebody for no reason because they haven't gotten my hot dog out fast enough, I can do it. but I'll watch people. Right, right, right. <laughs> I'll watch people talk shit to the employees and, and, and watch the employees talk shit back. And it, it seems pretty entertaining to me. Well, have right. you ever seen those restaurants where it's like literally you go there and like the people that work there, like, it's they're intentionally assholes. Oh, Dick Slash like, Resort. Dick's like, I yeah. hated that place. Yeah. You want to you want to hear about my first experience with that place? I do. So what Adam just said, Dick's Last Resort was in San Diego for years upon years. It's been out of business for a lot of years too now. But um the uh the the gimmick is the employees talk to the customers, treat them like shit, right? They ask for something, they tell them, Oh, you're stupid, but they still will get you your order and all that kind of stuff. And actually, it's quite annoying because people are throwing like stuff around, like paper balls and stuff like that. And like one table will throw it at like another table. It's just, it's just fucking out of control. But after I turned twenty one, um, we went to one of these. We went to the. It was downtown. It was downtown. And I was like, oh, cool. We get to like, sh- you know, like talk shit to the employees. Like, let's do this. So I walk up to the bar, <laughs> and I'm stupid. I like just turned twenty one, and I, I ordered a beer from the uh, from the bartender. And uh, I go, make it quicker. I'll make you wear it. And the bartender got serious on me. And he goes, I'm not serving you a beer. He goes, you better go ask another bartender. I'm not fucking giving you anything. And I'm just like, what the hell, man? Like, I thought this was supposed to be like fun. And he was just like, I ain't giving you shit. And I'm like, yeah, whatever, dude. And so I went over to the other bartender and got it. But then like my one friend ended up getting like all fucked up and throwing up like in the fucking spot, like in the, in the dining room area. And then we got him out of there. And then the dumb shit security guard shows up like five minutes later and goes, hey, that guy that was sitting right here, he's done for the night. And it's like, yeah, asswipe. He's already in a taxi <laughs> on his way home. Like, Bro, you already got thrown over the top and both feet touched the ground. He's on his way to the back. <laughs> yeah, like, like it's, what? It's not, it's not happening. But anyways, that was my, and, and but by the way, Dick's Last Resort, that place was terrible. That, place, that place Hey, uh, Adam, give him the next question. Yeah, the next question is from SoCal Gabe. What uh, up, Gabe? 
He wants to know how Happy do you guys how do you guys feel about storylines in wrestling using the real life passing of wrestlers? Are you cool with it? Does it go too far? So the example he uses is when uh, Eddie Guerrero passed away, and Randy or- Randy Orton did a promo against Rey Mysterio where he told them that he wasn't in heaven; he's in hell. I thought that was Batista that did that. No, it was Orton. Oh, okay. And then uh, CM Punk did a promo where he dumped Paul Bear Paul Bear's ashes on the Undertaker after Percy Pringle passed away. Uh. I'm okay with it if the family okay's it. It's a, it's almost you know it's one of those things where like I could see Percy being like oh that's funny like do that yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean like I guess I think it might depend more on um, the wrestler or the person involved in the business and like if they knew them well enough that like oh they would get a kick out of this yeah. or like they would enjoy this like. Because it, oftentimes, I don't think I've ever seen it done well. <laughs> like I've never I, seen it I done actually, where I'm like, God damn, I'm glad they involved that person's dead I actually, uh, brother. I remember that CM Punk in Undertaker storyline with Paul Bearer after right. his death. And actually, I thought that was really well done. Really? Um, and, I, and I think they, they got the okay from uh, uh, Paul Bearer's kids and right. family. But I thought it was done very well. Um I, I don't I wasn't even really watching wrestling when uh the Eddie Guerrero one happened uh with that with that promo. Yeah. But I've seen clips of it. It's kinda cringy, but I don't know like like I said, if if the family gives it the okay, hey, then you know, you asked, you got permission. As long as you didn't step over the line, I, you know, like and, and drag it on too if you didn't go too deep with it, I think I'm okay. I'd, with I'd it. be happy if they never touched it again. I remember a couple of years ago there was a promo I think with Paige and Charlotte where they brought up Reed Flair, oh. and then Rick tweeted that nobody asked him if that was okay. Yeah, that's not okay. And you know, obviously they might have asked Charlotte, but what's she going to say in that scenario? She's probably going to say, "Yeah, that's fine. I don't want to yeah. lose my job." That's a problem. Like she was still so young and early in the business that she's probably like, "Well, I don't want to lose my job or lose my spot over this." Yeah. But yeah, I thought that was that was thought that was really bad. I was like, ah, I wouldn't do that. Like especially with Reed when. That circumstance was and he was, so, and he wasn't really, you know, he 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 was wrestling. He had a couple matches, I think, in but Japan. he wasn't. It wasn't like a lifetime, yeah, career where it's like, yeah, you would know that he would want, you know, to yeah, this to be involved. I um, actually, like I said, if the family gives it the okay, Paul Bear, who was like a lifelong, a lifelong, you know person that was involved in the wrestling business he probably would have been like yeah go for it you know tommy wilson i remember we were training when i was you know way back in the day he brought it up he goes if i die roll my dead body out into the fucking show because <laughs> tommy's you know that's that's tommy's personality he's like hey if i die use me as a gimmick that's use funny. me as a storyline um but uh yeah i don't i don't i i i think as a rule, it's probably best to stay away from it just because I don't think if it, I don't think it's going to be memorable. I don't think it's going to add anything. You know, there's there's I don't think, you know, anyone. <laughs> I, I, what's the best that could come out of it? And what's the worst? Is it going to be a defining moment for a person in their career? Like maybe, maybe if Brett was never made, if Brett was the shittier wrestler and then Owen died and they're like, oh, well, we're going to talk shit about Owen. You're going to defend his honor and then you're going to become like the Brett, the hitman hard that people know and love. Like if it was a defining moment for someone, sure. But other than that, I really don't think there's a good way of making it super entertaining for people that's not just going to be kind of like, eh. Well, someone used the the excuse that the, using the Eddie Guerrero death 
helped propel Ray to becoming right. a main eventer. So I don't know it's that one of those did. things, but I don't know if it did either. But he definitely, definitely changed probably their plans for WrestleMania at that point. Yeah, that's, that's so for sure. He probably wasn't going to win the Royal Rumble initially, but you never know. And then he ended up winning the title. You know, he had a good run, and then that's he, he kind of became a main eventer. Was that a triple threat main with Angle Ray and yeah and uh, Triple H? No, no Angle sh- Ray and Orton. Sh- okay, Orton. Oh, Orton won the won the Royal Rumble. Yeah. No, never mind. Doesn't matter. Um, I don't know. I, I have no problem with it. If the family okay's it. I don't have any problem with it. I just don't think it's. I don't think it's ever really. Does good. it add anything? I have not. no. I just have. I think my issue is more with bad writing. <laughs> so <laughs> like, if, unless you have a good writer on it, it's probably gonna suck. So. Cool. Is that it? We have one more question. All right. Sweet. So, Got a whole um, bunch of questions. We, yeah, I know. We can probably answer this one pretty quickly. We kind of talked about it before. Uh, could you give a reason why so many, specifically WWE babyfaces, are so unpopular? For example, Roman Reigns and John Cena, or is more about cheering for the anti-establishment person like Jericho or AJ Styles? So, uh, well, I I think today's with the writers and the promos having to be scripted, almost kind of like word for word. I think that kills creativity. That's going to kill a natural uh, uh, character mm-hmm. attitude of of a professional wrestler. Um, you go back in the day, man, even just the late 90s, and you listen to those promos, you can tell this isn't scripted. They're just going off of what's presented in front of them. And uh, it made all the difference because their real character shined through. Whereas now you have writers that went to college for writing and they wrote on a TV show, a sitcom or something like that. And they're like, Oh, this is funny <laughs> while they're writing it. And then it goes over like a wet fart on, on TV. <laughs> That's one of my favorite phrases. Oh, I always think it's so funny that they bring in sitcom writers and they're like, this is going to work. I'm like, you realize that sitcom is probably one of the worst written television mediums that exists. Like, it's like, here's an episode. This is funny, but there's no like, continuation of anything yeah it's like the big bang theory sheldon did something weird then well, he did something weird the next week i like, also think with those scripted promos for the baby faces right the fucking heel don't have to do shit right he just has to sit there and watch the baby face almost bury himself with this goddamn promo right that ain't going nowhere yeah i i think um i think a lot of that has to do with not just going with the flow right i mean that's that's why a lot of these guys back in the day became stars right they they saw oh shit hogan is six foot seven and blonde and massive and wears bright colors like fuck i think these kids are cheering for him let's give him a win let's give him another win oh let's have him do the ear thing you know what i mean like Mm -hmm. whatever it is like oh he can talk let him talk yeah just let him talk after the match you know you don't see that happen anymore and um so for me like you know i can think of a couple instances where guys would have taken off i don't know how high they would have you know gotten on the card at the time but you can think back to where they waited was it a year or two long on reigns yep. reigns during the rumble a couple years ago he was primed and ready the crowd was behind him i mean i know these guys plan wrestlemania a year in advance but at that time it's one of those things where you go well if you're a smart business person i don't remember i don't remember who the main event was but i remember during that match you could feel it and it's like well maybe you want vince to signal to the refs that reigns is going over like change of plans reigns is this is his time um yeah give him the iggy give him the iggy switch it up let him i mean you still have guys coming out to the ring tell them they're not going over (laughs) sorry we're flipping it on you i think didn't batista win that year maybe Um, wasn't that blue tista 
Yes. Yeah, but maybe it's like... He came out with the gear that was... <laughs> but maybe he comes out and you go, sorry, bro, he's taking you out. We can have you guys feud till Mania, but he's going in. This is and coming he, from up top. Exactly. Um, so that's one of the times, I, you know, I, I think even Zack Ryder early on when he figured out his internet shit, um, he had a little bit of a crowd following behind him. Again, I don't know that that would have gotten very very high up. I don't think he was going to main event or anything, but... He had the crowd behind him. He had the crowd behind him. Um... Give him the give him the IC belt. The IC title win was well overdue when he won that in the in the Money in the Bank at WrestleMania. And for hey. me, that was one of those times where I was like legitimately happy for someone. But that it, was one that was long overdue. It was long overdue, but it was also it it happened and everybody nobody had cared anymore. Like right, you know, I think the hardcores actually were like, oh, that's cool. Right. You know, they finally did that. That's what, the 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 new fans right because there was a big gap between Zack Ryder doing that uh, that reality TV yeah. or the uh, the YouTube thing yeah and his IC so you you know you might have some some fans jump in there and go wait what's the big significance here I don't right. understand you know but yeah, they took the title off him the next night right yeah. so it's but, like, oh okay never mind but you don't have to have it be hokey right like so let's say you have him do he's doing his internet thing you have him push for he ends up with the icy title you know well around the time that he was doing this actual online gimmick when this when this shit happened you can carry you don't have to be you don't have to be hokey with it you can carry it and like yeah we you know i did this on my own not you can at that point if the company goes oh edgy is cool right like we can't have you be over the top woo 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 shit but we need you to carry the company he can say like bro go turn it you know turn it into an austin speech if you have to like you guys didn't believe me like fuck you this is my championship like you didn't do anything you don't deserve this and then you can have the company sending guys after zach Ryder. and again as preposterous as it sounds because zach Ryder's, you know probably one of those guys that should have been on that jobber list um okay make it something yeah turn it into something they send guys out oh he finds a way out oh shit the crowd's behind him again yeah i think also you know he was over. Yeah. You don't have to put a belt on him just because no. he's over. Like, you mm-hmm. know, you keep him just, hey, man, you keep doing what you're doing, bro. You keep doing what you're doing. You do that YouTube thing. You come out. You have some matches. You win some. You lose some. Right. Uh, but just keep that you keep that YouTube following going and, and, and bring those followers over to the to the, right. to the the TV show. So uh, what was the question again? Or what uh, Faces. Again? So why, why aren't faces is over now is it, is it because people are more inclined to cheer for someone who's you know the anti-establishment or yeah like the nwo nwo and like stone cold kind of changed the way but i, I think it had to are. do with the writing i think once well yeah yeah but once the, the companies came together once you merged wwe and wcw they didn't have a reason to take risks yeah right they they're completely risk averse now maybe with aew they're starting to change their mind but the WWE was completely risk averse. They had no reason to do anything other than hire writers. Okay, we're gonna hire writers. We're gonna script this out a year in advance, months in advance, whatever the case is. You know, we have they have uh, they have investors they have to worry about. Yeah. They're you know they're publicly traded. So leaving it up to someone who can cut up what is it a, a, the pipe bomb promo? They don't want any more of those. Yeah, well, <laughs> you know what I mean. What, like, what what I'll say is what I was kind of saying is. And NWO, uh, Stone Cold Steve Austin, and the Attitude Era—that was way before what you just mentioned. Investors, um, stock right. options, and you know, yeah, writers and all that kind of shit, right? Yeah. And the anti-hero became, you know, a big deal, right? 
prior to uh, when all that happened, you know. So now you bring in the writers and they go, hey, you know, we need you to write a, a, a script for uh, this person. He's a baby face. By the way, you can't curse. You can't use bad words because we're on uh, we're on USA. We're on Fox now. Uh, we have investors. We have sponsorships. You can't screw that up, right? We got to keep we got to keep them around. So now this writer's like, okay, I got to write a baby face promo for this cat. Okay, can't use bad words. Can't use foul language. Okay, hey, so and so, I'm gonna kick your butt. <laughs> you know, like, and the the fans are kind of like, what the fuck is this shit? I think I think the best example of a stale babyface writing push the whole thing would have been Ryback just like the perfect stale uh, you know assembly line babyface that they pushed out was Ryback and I know I know Ryback tried his ass off and I think there was he said what did the feed me more didn't that get laughs in the back like he tried to make that his own thing and I think people like shit all over him for it I'm like why he's he's trying to do something yeah and that that, what what do you want that got over the feed me more thing um but yeah man it's just uh I think the writers but I don't think you know the problem is you don't need you don't need writing um I think a lot of what these writers need to do is write the scenarios and then delegate. Like, yeah. hey, look, uh, okay, you you have an assessment of the talent. You get a chance to be around the talent, see who can talk, who's got a personality, who's too shy, who's camera shy, and go from there. Like, this guy can talk. I, here's what I want you to do. You're mad at him for this reason. Uh, if you need any help, I have a couple one-liners for you. But other than that, like, I think you're set. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Like, go do your thing. Go you get hear, over. If you hear, like, the story between uh, when Jericho debuted on Raw and he went head-to-head with The Rock. So good. Uh, you know, on a promo battle, basically. I've never heard the story, though. They, uh, well, they were in the back. None of that shit was scripted. Right. That was just them going back. and Like, in the back, they kind of said, hey, I'm going to say this. I'm going to say this. And they were like, oh, cool. You know what? Hey, respond by saying this to me. You know, like, I'm going to give you the burn for right. me that's what they were basically doing they were in the back just being like hey i'm gonna say this hey can you say this to me you know to to, to respond or to burn me on this so like the boys are in the back discussing it out not right. not, not word for word but saying hey i'm gonna say this, this is a, kind of a few things i have an idea to say and uh i have actually a, a rebuttal for you to just hit and then you can say whatever right. you want so i think that's you know, probably a little bit better yeah what you're saying is let the writers create the situation the 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 uh, the storyline, right? The right. long story, the arc, and all right. that kind of stuff, and then let the boys, the wrestlers, hey, what do you need need me to push this along? And I'll go out there and say it, but <laughs> I won't. You know, I can't I can't do it script for script or uh, word for word. You know, on a script. I think the best example of a thought experiment that you could have to see how bad the writing for WWE is now for baby faces compared to before. Imagine trying to bring in Kurt Angle today as a rookie and make him a babyface. Like, what do you yeah. think the WWE would do with Kurt Angle now to make him face versus what he did to get himself over before? Yeah. Because I, I can tell, I don't know what they would do. There's nothing that, what would they do? What, what could the WWE do now based on their track record recently? To get over an Olympic gold medalist, yeah, you know what I mean. Like, I, I don't see that going well at all. And it, and it, truthfully, the one who got himself over previously was was Angle by going in too much on it, making himself a caricature of himself, yeah, and being the white meat super, you know, the 
the drinking milk out there instead of the beer and shit like that. Like, I don't know if that was him or a writer gave him that idea, but he, you know, did he took it, it and ran with it. He, yeah, he took it and ran with it. And you can't, you know, imagine doing that with a Gable. I don't know that necessarily. I know Gable, he's been compared to Angle before, but I don't know that Gable could do it. But Gable seems like a guy that if they gave him, you know, an opportunity, he would fucking crush it. Yeah. Um, I don't know what that opportunity would have to be, but, you know, uh, Give someone else the milk gimmick and see what happens. <laughs> like, yeah. I don't, if they gave it to, well, it's, it's, imagine giving the milk gimmick to Reigns. <laughs> like, like, it's just not gonna work. Yeah, it doesn't make sense. The interesting thing about uh, about Angle is uh, was it Tom Pritchard said said this when they were training Angle. Uh, it was Dory Funk Jr. and and Pritchard. They had him. I don't know. One of the WWE places that you know the Performance Center before that was the Performance OBW. Center. Was it at OVW? I think so. No, it was a Stanford. It was they had a studio in Stanford was where it? they would just okay. train wrestlers. Yeah, so um, they had Angle cut a promo, and of course he's doing like, I won two gold medals with a broken neck. I did all this stuff, and Dory or uh, Tom Pritchard go. It's just you know after the promo, just starts you know clapping and goes, "That's the greatest heel promo I've ever heard in my life." <laughs> and Dory Funk Jr. goes, "No, that's he's he's a face," mm-hmm. and he goes, "No, not in this world." Not not this time right now in society. Yeah. He's, fuck this guy because he obviously has never failed in his life. You know, like you got to look at it from the the the, the consumers' right. perspective. I'm at home drinking a beer on my couch. You know, maybe uh, I had a hard day at work. I've had a lot of you know rough times throughout my life and now there's a guy on TV telling me how great he is and that he won two gold medals <laughs> fuck this guy you know and it, but that's the thing it was a natural thing for for Kurt right. Angle to be uh, a heel right and it was smart of WWE to be like hey let's let's roll with this and by the way we're gonna make him look like a, a, a dummy you know we're gonna yeah. make him look like a jackass every once in a while but guess what when he gets in the ring he's the fucking real deal yeah and he, he he'll prove it time and time again so he wasn't afraid to take take risks and be the butt of the joke because whenever he got in the ring it was all him yeah it was all him he Adam, was legit how long have we been going hour 40 Ugh. oh man right. we gotta wrap this up dude. yeah I had another thing but we'll take it next next time let's wrap it up alright Thanks for all the question, guys. Thank you. I actually, that was really good. Thanks uh, to all our new listeners, hopefully, with uh, the SoCal Pro Wrestling Podcast dropping today with Mike Camden. That's right. Uh, go listen to my interview uh, for SoCal Pro. One of the three Hogsmen. One, one of the three Hogsmen. <laughs> for SoCal Pro <laughs> Wrestling Podcast. Right. Um, it's about a half hour. It's a very quick, easy listen. Very quick. Very, very informative. Um, I mentioned Dev. Thanks, man. I mentioned the show. Adam, I think I mentioned you. You did mention me. All right, excellent. Putting my boys over. There you go, bud. Putting the boys over. Big Duke? Uh, of course I, I, I mentioned Duke. <sighs> Fuck yeah. Um, Checks in the mail. That's all That's all the wrestlers tune in for is just to see if they if, if you mention their did name. Did I make the cut? Did my name get dropped? That's all they want. <laughs> that's all the wrestlers want. Uh, anyways, thank you for listening to this episode of the Hawks and Pod. Listen to us on Spotify, Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, and YouTube. Oh, and yeah, uh, Adam's got us. Uh, Thank you, Adam. On YouTube now. Follow and us. There's no music because I tried to put it up and they took it down because it had big balls in it. Yeah, <laughs> licensing, so, whatever you. Whatever. Follow us on uh, Instagram and Twitter at Hogsman Pod. Is it at Hogsman Pod on uh, YouTube as well? Uh, just type in Hogsman. Yeah, just type in Hogsman Pod. You'll find it. Yeah, Thanks. we uh, not too many Hogsmans. In this world, fucking a man, we, we, only we nailed it. There's only three. That's true. 
Only three. That's true. So we own that name. We didn't even gotta trademark it. Nobody else wants it. The E called. <laughs> <laughs> what if they what if the <laughs> Hey you can't use that name anymore? Uh, WWE gonna, uh, just trademarked it. It like, wouldn't be the second the? time WWE stolen a stable name from I w. came up yeah. with the I so back this is a true story, to make this as short as possible. I came up with the uh the like the legacy was my idea. Uh-huh. The, the faction, the legacy. We had a faction called the legacy. We came out with it. We did the whole bit. We, the whole the whole nine, and uh, I think it was like a week later, or a month later, they WWE came out with the legacy. I'm like what <laughs> the fuck? And now and now you're ripping them off. Yeah, now I'm ripping them off. Yeah. It's so funny. So you know uh, you know Darren Cor- uh, Darren Corbin, right? He's a wrestler out in Minnesota. Yep. Awesome guy. I've wrestled him multiple times. He's one of the best ever. So he's been wrestling for I'm I'm guessing 15 years. Yeah, you know. And uh, and then you have Corbin, uh, Baron Corbin, right, right, very, you know, similar name, a little bit, a little bit. But it's so funny because Darren will catch shit from like people that just watch WWE on like so you know like on social media they'll be like oh cool copying Baron Corbin's name and Darren's like I've been wrestling ten more years than this guy and, you know like he happened to just has like a, a name that rhymes with mine but yeah so it's one of those things. You might have a, a, a sweet maneuver, right? A sweet right. finisher on the indies. The second somebody that's hired by WWE done. sees that, goes, I'm stealing it. It's not yours anymore. Yeah, you're done. You're done. You're fucked. Because, yeah, you came up with it. You figured it out, but you didn't do it on the big stage. Anyways. Anyway. Uh, that's about it. Dev. That's all we got. Yep. If they want the tip, what do they got to do? They got to take the whole hog. Adios. Adios.